2: Baby slow. Cool. cool. Cool, cool All right. And we're recording. Welcome to the What's Up Bro podcast. Nope, that's the wrong podcast. Uh welcome. To <laughs> that's what we happens when you have a, a when you have multiple podcasts. Uh welcome to uh the what you got. P- no, not that one either. All right. Um <laughs> Welcome to Shiver. God damn it, man. Uh, Welcome to the Mount Geekmore podcast, uh, your favorite podcast where we like to uh, talk about, discuss, argue, and debate your favorite, uh, your top four Mount Rushmore, if you will, of your favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by looking at your listening device, is our favorite episodes of The Office, U.S. edition. Um, Right. right, So that's a thing. I am Neri Sines. With me, as usual, is Jeff. Hey, yo. And we have David. Howdy. And uh, oh. back again, uh, Daniel DeBona. Hey, y'all. All right. DeBona. So, wait, hold on. Let me write down. The streak of Howardie has not, is now at one. Uh. Hey. Right, perfect.
3: It has been X many episodes since Howdy was not used. Uh, oh, hold it's,
2: on, like, gotta... it's like
0: that sad first game after Cal Ripken came back after missing one. Oh,
2: you remember that? But he got himself out of that lineup. What a douche.
0: Yeah, he did. Uh, he got uh, himself out that day. He sure did. Uh,
2: all right, hold on.
0: Right, Dave? Uh Well, you're talking about Cal Ripken Jr., sir. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh,
2: cheers to that! Cheers to Who, that! Who's not an Orioles fan, right? Huh? Am I right? I mean, at least in the '80s, good my good, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, so uh, we are doing Office uh, episodes of the Office, favorite episodes of the Office. How did you guys make your selections, Dave?
0: Uh, all right, so I saw the Office as it was airing, and I've I've never done a proper binge watch, so. Um, I I've seen episodes here and there. I I started a binge watch, uh, maybe two years ago, and and just never finished it. So a lot of this is just going off of my memory. I did go and rewatch uh a handful of episodes. Some of them held up really well. Some of them did not. And uh and so that's kind of how I made my list. I just kind of went off of what I remembered being my favorites. Uh, you know, a good, bad, uh, you know, or whatever, and then.
2: Yeah,
0: that's, that's it. That's
2: all she wrote. All right. Uh, DeBona, how did you make your selection?
0: So everybody's got that one show where they can go to no matter how they're feeling. And they know the show so well that they can pick and choose what they want to watch to match how they're feeling. The Office is that show for me. I've seen this through at least five times from beginning to end um I know every episode forward and backward so this was tough for me in picking best versus favorite versus this versus that so what it eventually kind of came down to was when I was done with my list I realized it's a reflection of just kind of what's going on right now and how I'm feeling when I was done with my list I realized they're very um they mirror kind of things that are going on right now and how I feel about different things so if we were to do this episode in 2 months I may have a completely different list but this is the uh okay the
2: pandemic 20 list. <laughs> I like the fact that you put 20 because you know it might change. It might, it might happen again. Right. So we're like, all right, let's just prepare for that.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh Jeff, how did you make your selection?
3: So um with me, it was very much like the Bona. This is a, a series I probably watched five times, four or five times already, like in its entirety. I just rewatched it again when we first said we were going to do this episode. Um, I... My number one was pretty clear for me because it's always been the episode that when somebody says to me, what's your favorite o- episode of The Office, I immediately say that episode. So um, that, that that one was the easy one. Um, there's just so many great episodes in the first five seasons of the, of the show that um, it was really hard. But um, I, I realized I tend to lean towards the episode where Michael's most offensive, <laughs> as my list will... Will kind of reflect, um, but it it the thing is it's 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 such a great show that it's so hard to really narrow it down. I did the best I could. I've got about six honorable mentions. Um, I could have done an entire episode just on one a mountain on one season in particular, which I guess it doesn't matter. I'll say it's season three. It to me. Is That's the season that has huge. the most best episodes of the of the show, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I my number one was easy one. The other the other three were kind of crapshoot, but I have reasons for them as compared to the other ones.
2: Mm, okay, um, yeah, I've watched. Uh, I was uh, my wife and I were late to the office in the sense of we started didn't start watching until like it was. When I I forget which season was airing, but it was uh probably eight years ago that we started watching this um uh show. Uh maybe nine years ago, so whatever that is, uh, that's twenty eleven. So what was that the last season? Two thousand eleven was airing. So we started watching okay. it then, and then we and then we just uh and then we've binge watched uh, no. it.
0: It, it 2011 wasn't the final season because uh season eight was still going in 2012 so okay. it would have been it would have
2: been 12-13 yeah so then we started and then we, but we never watched it live we never we started watching i remember my wife and i watched season one in one sitting because it's already a few episodes and then we didn't know if we liked it or not and then we waited another like Eight months to then watch it. Not only watch season one again, but then start watching the show. We never watched it live uh, while it was airing, and we all love that show. My wife and I love that show. We've, I've binge watched. I've just sat through. I just did another binge watch. Uh, probably last October. Like I just did it out of like just for no reason. At one point, one of my proudest moments is uh, five years ago when I still had a day job. I uh, watch. I binge watched the entire se- uh, series while at work. And it was one of my greatest accomplishments. <laughs> I loved the fact that I was watching a show about an office that gets nothing done while I was in an office getting nothing, getting done. nothing, nothing and done. It was fucking great. And the thing is, I couldn't even post it online because then I'd get fired. But I was like, fuck, it, this is amazing. But would
3: you would you have gotten fired? Because I know where you worked. And, and yeah. you, people literally have like YouTube Oh, up, I, I, I'll
2: say it now. <laughs> yeah, I worked at I, I, I work at State Farm. I worked at State Farm, and here's the thing, though. I, everybody, uh, everybody in the company is watching something. They had to shut. They had to send emails during the World Cup the because World Cup. everybody was fucking watching it on their computer. Um yep. So they're fully aware that people are slacking off. It's just that when, if you go online, once I go online and start fucking bragging about slacking off, I think that's a little, you know, an actual slap in the face type of deal. So I never wanted to risk it. But um, no longer there, so <laughs> can't fire me. Because I quit, um, but I love the show a lot. Uh, I will tell you this: I am uh, I am not a, a big fan of Michael Scott. So I've said this m- yeah. many many times before. I'm not a big uh-huh. fan of Michael Scott. So um, I, I, don't, I I don't I <laughs> don't get it.
0: Someone I, pity. I, I I don't know if that makes sense.
2: What?
3: No, you no because it, it was really jumpy and we couldn't understand you. Oh, <laughs> someone I pity. Yeah, someone you pity. I don't really pity. Yeah. I, I don't really... I don't know if I pity him. I, they, I mean, they,
0: they, there's a couple episodes that make you pity him. Yeah. yeah.
3: I, th- yeah. I think he's just got really bad Asperger's.
2: <laughs> like, is there good Asperger's? <laughs> like, is there the good... I, like you make it seem I mean, like there's <laughs> a good...
1: <laughs> I broke the boat. <laughs> That's why I was laughing so hard. Like, no, he's,
0: he's got the bad Asperger's. <laughs> right? Yeah, like the really... It's not, it's, not the baby yeah. Right?
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cable. Um, anyway,
2: uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's how. That's how, So I made my selection. Uh, all of that to say that I made my selection um, looking at my, uh, and I didn't do this on purpose, but looking at my picks, uh, I, I made uh, exactly nine picks. Uh, and um, looking at the ones that I chose just now that I finalized my mountain, uh, they have very little of anything to do with Michael Scott. Um. Right. So that's okay. that's how I made, and I didn't do it on purpose. Again, I was just like, "Oh, I like this one, this one is," and I'm like, "Oh, it wasn't until Jeff said the the more micro the more offensive Michael Scott is." I'm like, "Is Michael in these episodes?" <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I, and I'm also I'm also I love this show. First of all, uh, the show TV, the podcast TV life with our friend uh uh david smith, david smith david a smith david a smith um that's the show that i picked uh, is the office i love this uh show throughout i am now i'm i i i stand on that hill and i will die on the hill of the show was did not get any worse when michael left so that's how that's how much i am so all
3: right Hell
2: yeah uh all right let's start off with our number fours
3: with the fourth pick
2: number four round 4
3: I'm in- for your wives crack let's get
1: it on all
2: right david what do we got for our number fours brother
0: my number four is uh season two episode 20
3: drug testing that's an honorable mention for me season two (laughs) episode
0: 20 i um i i love the idea that Number one, Michael goes to an Alicia Keys concert, Because <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture him there at the Alicia Keys concert. Um, also, it, it's never really kind of explained that it's
2: his joint. His right? No, it is. Well, no, I, no I he says just, he says it is.
0: It must have fallen out of his car. It was just, I, I thought it was the assumption. I thought okay. Well, they. I, I mean, I just rewatched it today. You never find out who's jointed it. That is true. So um, he never says that he actually smoked.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's Creed. Come on. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. See, I was <laughs> a, that it was actually Creed, and that Michael really believes that he got contact
3: high.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I a- love, it.
3: and I love his his argument about it is like, oh, um, but uh, she told me it was clove. But I, I've never. I, I always wanted to to talk to a girl with a nose ring. Like that was his justification. <laughs> 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 Or a lip ring
0: Yeah Um, You get Dwight at one of his Like peak Dwight moments You know, dressed up in his You know, police (laughs) uh, What Michael calls a costume (laughs) Yes But you also get to see A part of Dwight That I, I don't think comes through Often enough Which is how much he genuinely Loves Michael like it's not just that it's okay, you're my boss, you're my superior, uh, but there's there's a like a genuine love there where he's willing to make Angela unhappy, he's willing to make himself unhappy, go against everything that he believes in because the man who he considers his best friend
3: is asking him for a face.
0: What's a, uh, it's a, it's a great pick. I honestly didn't even think about that episode, but the one thing I always go back to, there's this one just spectacular, like throwaway joke from that episode where Ryan's talking to the urinalysis lady
1: and, <laughs> yeah. he, and,
0: and he's just like, and he's like, uh, so if I did this job, like would I travel? She's like, you want to test your, and he's like, I mean, do I get, do I get to travel? <laughs> like, just, like at that point, he's so hard up to get away from Kelly already like in season uh-huh. two. Uh, it's just, it's such a great, like, little throwaway moment. And what is what is a very good episode?
3: Well, and then you've got Dwight. I love when Dwight talks to her. It's like, you might remember me. You tested my urine a few years ago. I'm she's like, I be- test a lot of urine. And he's like, yeah, mine was green. And she's like, oh. And she goes, are you, are you better? And he goes, yeah, I got better. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then you've also got the whole thing with, like, Pam and Jim, you know, because they have, at that episode, they have the whole thing with the um, Jinx, buy me a Coke yeah right. Jim can't talk the whole time, and they do that whole thing in the media this,
0: this, this amazing like pantomime where Pat is like, oh, you know what I think Jim would really like to talk about some family history with uh with drugs and he stands up and he delivers this like really convincing
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Pam even goes he they cried yeah <laughs> he fucking they cried <laughs> like she's she's impressed by what the fuck he Yeah did. <laughs> And then eventually she's like, "Just buy the Coke for me, because yeah. there's no Coke available in the vending machine." And she's like, "I miss my best friend. We need to sure. talk after all this there, is going there's on."
0: There's also a um, a really beautiful moment between him and her, um, because if, if I'm remembering correctly, because remember I didn't binge watch the whole
2: thing for this. You just watched it they today. Are- Okay, I understand. <laughs> Can I fucking finish? <laughs> I just said. I just like the fact that you said. If I remember correctly, I mean, you just but you just watched it today. Like that's all. Oh. He doesn't remember what he ate for lunch. My bad. Goldfish go brain remember. My fault. My fault. Yeah. My fault.
3: Oh, uh-huh. are they, go ahead. Go boo boo. Are they a couple at this point?
2: No. Not, right? No. No. No.
3: No. 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 Oh, She's still maybe. having an illicit affair. Mentally. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. So,
2: <laughs> em- she was emotionally cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, I don't think she's with Roy anymore at that point either. No, she's she's still she's still with Roy um because, she's still with Roy. because Casino Night is the episode two finale and she's still with Roy at uh-huh. Casino oh, okay. Night. all right. So yeah, there's um I couldn't remember where in the, the Jim and Pam timeline this fell. Uh because I was just dropping into certain moments of the show. I, I couldn't remember where exactly they were, right? So um there was a moment when she's Talking to him and he can't respond, and I can't remember the the thing that she says. But she says she says I-, I can see it on your face. There's something that you want to tell me. Like there there's something that you need to tell me, but that you can't tell me. And like she keeps pressuring him until right. she realizes that there's genuinely something really huge <laughs> that he cannot tell
1: her. Right. right.
0: And you can see it on his face, and she's just kind of like, "Oh shit, okay, I gotta, I gotta ease off here." And it, it's like a great bit of acting from, from Krasinski, who I, I think might genuinely be the best actor of the bunch there. Um, it's, uh, you know, so there's, there's so much in this episode. I, I, I love it. I'm glad that this one kind of uh, stood the test of time for
3: me because it had been quite a while since I had seen it. Yeah, I, I, it's an honorable mention for me. I, I really enjoyed that episode.
2: I love the fact that David picked. He basically picked a Who Done It, even in a and even in talking about the Office, he just picked a Who Done It.
0: Well, there's and still yet, a murder. Mystery and yes, there's still another Who Done It episode. I know. The murder, mystery.
3: <laughs> there has been a murder. Oh God! I, I got a.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah whatever all right, whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right. um so sorry, season sorry, two sorry. episode 20 drug testing all right good chance uh the what do we got bro uh
0: so when i put this one on my list i expected to get a lot of shit for it because it is a michael-less episode but after hearing you talk Neri, i feel like maybe um i'm not going to catch quite as much but uh i feel like the absolute unsung hero when people look back on how great the office was was robert california and um, <laughs> Fuck, i
2: love him i love him so much james oh, Spader's so the best man he's so him.
0: good so uh, my number four is a season eight episode 12 pool party
2: <sighs> such a good episode oh, the
3: pool party i remember that one okay
0: and so is it episode uh, 12 you a, said episode 12 episode 12 yeah uh. So it's, it's a really great episode. It's, it's right after Robert refused to let his wife get a job there, so she's leaving him, and he's selling his mansion. And Kevin, like, comes up with this idea to throw a big party, and Robert California goes along with it, so they all show up at this just huge place that he's got. Uh, Jim is bragging about how he's going to be in and out, ends up getting sucked into just drinking bottles and bottles of wine while they tore the house. Just each room is individually very funny, the way he gives the tour. Uh, when they get to the bedroom, he's like, I had two bears sewn together to make this room. <laughs> what a waste of two bears. Like, just, just, just so many great little moments. You've got like uh, Aaron flirting with Dwight, trying uh-huh. to get Andy back, and Dwight just being awful at it with the chips. And everything. And it's just, it's this really great episode that's funny throughout. Um, It definitely continues to tell all of the season eight storylines with Val. And like I said, with, uh, with Andy and Aaron, but my favorite part is at the very end when he goes back out to the pool and people are swimming and having chicken fights and uh, Creed is sitting there in a speedo and a crown, like playing guitar and uh, Robert California has like this really deep moment where he, he says something along the lines of, I spent so much time uh, being sad about the times that never were. I didn't realize how great the times right here in front of me are. Yes. And, yes, um, and so you, you eventually you, you get to the, the Andy quote that I won't ruin in case somebody's got it saved from way later in the show, but that was the precursor to the very famous Andy quote, the one that everybody always likes to talk about. Um, but it was it was just this really great moment where he came to this realization that even though he's this millionaire and he just bought the company or not bought the company became CEO of the company like on a whim and became these and he just thinks they're all idiots but he realizes that these are his friends and that these are the people he should have been having a great time with and it's just a really great culmination and then he just gets butt-ass naked and jumps in the pool and Jim takes out the mailbox on his way out like they still end with a great sight gag after that really sentimental moment it, it's just it's a fantastic episode
3: i know I, I, I remember i didn't i didn't get to that in my rewatch now but i, I distinctly remember that episode wasn't there it, was it andy that had the engagement ring somebody yes. had the engagement, okay yeah. and it gets
0: it gets lost in the pool, the pool. when stanley moves his pants yeah, and uh, it's just like I said. There's, there's just, and then there's the whole thing where uh, Oscar thinks that Toby is a wine aficionado because of some <laughs> random ass thing he says when he's drinking the wine, and uh, my there's there's this one part where Toby realizing he has nothing about wine and just lucked into it, and he, he looks at the wine bottle and it confessionally goes, "The dangerous game you're playing,
2: Toby." <laughs> 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 That's such a great line. That's such a fucking great line. The dangerous game you're playing. <laughs> It's just, it's one of those episodes
0: that you don't think back to a lot because, in the grand scheme of the plot line, not a ton was moved forward. But there's just so many really funny and really heartfelt moments. Erin finds the engagement ring. I'm just walking you through the episode at this point, but she knows the Bernard family seal on the ring. I mean, there's just, it's, it's just, it's a, from beginning to end, it's, it's funny, it's touching, it's, like I said, ends on a great sight gag it's a very, very good.
2: Episode. I, uh, so is, is that the episode? And, and, and I'm just, uh, c- cause I haven't seen that episode since October. I, is that the episode where Robert California casually drops in a line about Colombian cocaine?
0: No, that's, Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's at the very beginning. Yeah. When he's uh, at the very beginning of the episode, he's like, uh, I got into a case. Oh no, that's a later episode, okay. but he says, I got into a case of, uh, Something reds and how should I say Colombian white. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and Ryan looks at the camera and nods. Yeah, of course he
1: does.
0: Uh, yeah, and then and then by the way, just and then I even past the gym gag. There's the whole thing where um, where Ryan and Gabe are both desperately trying to be uh, Robert California's favorite, so they both refuse to leave the party even though he's so drunk he passes out, and they're like sweaty and dancing with their shirts unbuttoned and stuff. It's just it's ridiculous. I, I love that episode.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic, like dude. It. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, great, great. Fucking. All right, Jeff. What do we got, brother?
3: All right. Um, so my number four, I think it was also on our Mountain of Christmas uh, Christmas shows, um, but I keep going back to it every time. Um, and my number four is uh, from season three, episode ten, uh, "Benny Hana Christmas." You, you were right, by the way. Those are. Different girls.
0: Oh, 100%. The, yeah. the, girl, the girls from the restaurant are different are complete, girls than the ones Completely different.
3: <laughs> completely <laughs> different. Which yeah. I looked into. it. Wait, did anybody like, not?
2: Did you guys think that it was the same? Who thought it was the same chick?
3: I the two girls? Well, because because the two girls
2: he was talking to. Right, right. He didn't ra- I'm saying, but did you guys not know? Did you guys think it was the same actress? I not that from
3: before. I, no, yeah. no, no, no. I just, no. I just, I didn't want to be racist, racist and be like, I, are those the same Asian? I was like, I had to be sure. I rewatched it like two or three times, but apparently <laughs> they said that they did that on purpose to like make it even more racist. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, the of Christmas. Like, I keep going back to it, and I was on my my mountain of the of the Christmas shows, and it, it's just you've got Michael Michael going through heartbreak because Carol. Breaks up with him because he, but he photoshops his picture into her family's picture <laughs> pictures from a few years ago.
0: It's a it's a bold move to photoshop yourself into a family <laughs> photo with your, with your girlfriend and her husband. But <laughs> well, Michael Scott's a bold man. <laughs>
3: yeah, that Jim line's amazing in that episode. Um, and then like you know, it's, you've got you've got you know, uh, Pam trying to like work that relationship back with Jim. Jim's now being looked at as the number two in the office. She gives him a Christmas present of having messed with Dwight and saying that the CIA is trying to recruit him. And she's like, your Christmas present is you get to tell him what his mission is. And Jim at the beginning is kind of like, I can't do it. I'm trying to move up on whatever, which breaks her heart. But eventually he, he, you know, he realizes it, but um, you know, you've got the power struggle between Angela and Karen and Pam with the, the competing Christmas parties. Where it's just it it's hysterical because it's a Nutcracker Christmas versus the margarita karaoke party, like um,
2: that's I, I love, I love that. the fact that they got the they got the party uh they they had the party planning committee and the the committee to plan parties to plan oh uh, it's <laughs> fucking great
3: It's <laughs> like but you don't have a budget what's your budget two hundred dollars what's ours Oh, oh two hundred one like
0: <laughs> on the just, one hand Angela's party is going to have double fudge brownies. But it will also have Angela.
3: <laughs> yeah. Kevin Kevin is the unsung hero of The Office. Okay. Fact. Great line. Fact. Kevin Kevin is the unsung hero of The Office. And and we'll talk about him later. But um, I, I don't I guess, know, man. For, for me, it's between him and Stanley. Well, Creed's my favorite character in The Office. I'll tell you that right now. Creed has always been, because for me, Creed, the lines that he has throughout it, those random lines that he just throws in. My, my favorite character. Moment is, is in the the murder mystery party. Well, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I see near. I pay attention. Um. So my one of my favorite gags, and it's again, I'm going back to the. I realize I love Michael when he's the most racist. Um, is in this episode is when he doesn't realize which one to <laughs> date, and it's my favorite gag in the in the entire office is this scene where he just walks and he's like hey, where's my girl? Are (laughs) you here? Is she she here? here? He's like, is she here? Is she here? He goes, you know where I am? He goes, oh, yeah, I do. And then he hugs her and marks her with a marker on her arm. (laughs) 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 Like, that is my favorite fucking thing in the office. (laughs) And, And, like, like, (laughs) he gives her his bike, like, (laughs) the bike that he was going to give to the kids. Um, the, The one thing about this episode is you, at the very end, you get... Jim and him and and Michael having this serious heart-to-heart where Jim basically tells Michael, like, "What?" He, because Michael feels awful, and he goes, this is a rebound. You had a rebound. Sometimes you have to have that rebound, so then, you know, you can really... But, but the rebound's not going to do anything except make you more sad because it's not the girl that you're trying to forget about. You know, and, and it works for both of them. Unfortunately, Jan is, is Michael's, uh, you know muse. So he ends up inviting her to sandals at the end, but, um, which leads to another amazing episode. But, um, this, this episode, ha- the other thing is two other things real quick. So this episode has one of the famous lines of Michael in the entire series where he's like, it's bros before hoes. But, but sometimes, well, I, I'm sorry, but it's like the bros before, but sometimes your ho is, isn't your ho no mo. No mo.
1: <laughs> like,
3: and then, <laughs> Angela has one of the best lines in this, In this, um, I think one of the best lines she ever said in the show, when they go into the first party, and the girl's taking the brownie, and she's walking out, and Angela goes up there and goes, hey, hey, what are you doing? Give that back to me. And she goes, oh, I thought I could take this. She goes, I don't go into your house and take your Hello Kitty back.
2: Oh my God, that's such a great fucking line. <laughs> like, oh my God.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Uh, okay. when,
0: uh, when Jim tells Dwight that the, the girl's trying to explain how to properly butcher a goose that's yeah. one of my favorite
2: that's one of my favorite fucking gags that jim has done and he's done a million of them but that's i love that fucking yeah. gag dude
0: and like not only is dwight yelling how to butcher a goose but he's miming it with a chopstick
3: <laughs> and the girl's like what the fuck and then when he's arguing with the chef about the, the cutting the cutting style yeah, and the, girl, the girl next to him is like he would know. I think like, he would just, know. Yeah, I, I think he would know.
2: <laughs> so fucking good, man.
3: But I, I mean, I, 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 I keep going back to this episode because I love it so much. Like I rewatched it today, and and I, I still laugh, and I still appreciate it, and I love that conversation that him and Jim have at the end. I love how they. There is that one moment where you see you kind of realize that Stanley is like the 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 un, un- really mentioned head head of the office because when he stands up when both parties are open everybody's watching him to see where he goes before they make a decision and then they follow him you know except for kevin cuz he wants his double foot roundies but <laughs> um, but i think it was a great episode they let creed sing cuz he's a real singer he has an actual yeah. band you know in the karaoke and, and,
2: and that was a, that was and that was a uh, uh an original song of his of his band oh
3: really yeah that was an okay. original song yeah Oh, and Kevin doing You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette.
2: You, <laughs> you, 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 yeah. you, <laughs> you, 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 <laughs>
3: uh, So, I mean, I, I I, know I've talked about it before, but I love this episode. One of my personal favorites, so I put it on the mountain.
2: Right on, man. So
3: Benny Hanna Christmas.
2: All right. Right on. All right. Benny Hanna Christmas. Season three, episode ten. All right. My yep. uh, number four is season five. Episode 14 and 15, uh, Stress Table. Relief.
0: Table. Mm. Table. <laughs> On- honorable mention for me, Sam.
3: Thank God you're not arguing that they're both one episode. Thank you. Well, it's they
2: have the same name. Okay, good.
3: Yeah. Good. No, I'm a, I agree with <laughs> you. The same night, Didn't that air after the Super
2: Bowl? Yeah, it aired after the Super Bowl. There's, there's, uh, there's a couple of uh, double episodes that are the same episode. Uh, I mean, it makes it easy to make that distinction as far as for the podcast sake because they have the same title like it's not even right. it's not it's yeah. an hour
3: long episode yeah. right okay
2: um
3: cool cool i'm not arguing
2: mm-hmm. i'm done you know what as a matter of fact now that you bring it up no only one episode counts and i'm going with episode 15 and not 14 uh no i'm fucking wrong uh all right Fine. So,
3: i'm going with 14 <laughs>
2: fuck you <laughs> so uh, none of us get a perfect mountain all right so uh so for number 4s we had uh drug testing Pool Party, Benny holiday Christmas, and Stress Relief.
3: Round three.
1: Three
2: is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, three. What do we got, David? Hit me up. Uh, all right. So I'm
0: going to pull an audible here, and I'm oh. going to switch my two and three around. Oh. Uh, so my number three is uh, season three. Episode 9, The
3: Convict. That is also my number 3. Oh! <laughs> Season 3, Episode 9? Yep. Yeah. Let's go back to the Michael is a racist piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> he tries so hard to not be racist. That's though, true. Like. That's true. Because at the beginning when they're like, who do you think The Convict is? And they're like, it could be Kevin's like, it could be Martin. It's like, why? Because you think he's black? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, that's the line. Do you think he's black? And then and then Jan's like, oh, it's Martin. Somebody named Martin. I forgot what his last name is. And Michael's like, why did it have to be the black guy? That's
1: so I,
0: stereotypical. I love the, uh, the 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 sort of, um, like, uh, vision exercise that he does. He's like, I want you to close your eyes. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to imagine a convict here, a criminal here. has got a baseball cap on backwards, saggy pants. On. I want you to open your eyes now. <laughs> what did you imagine? You imagine a black man? He goes, "That was a white grandmother."
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you've got um, you've got uh, uh, Andy Bernard asking about the like. He calls Jim. And he's like, "I'm horny," and Jim like, I, "I I I can't help you with that." And he's like, "Oh, but I think you can." And he's like, "Wait, what?" And he starts asking about all the girls in the office. <laughs> and Jim, like, tells him, oh, yeah, you should totally hit on Pam. She loves Frisbee sports. She loves what was it. It was Frisbee sports. It was the uh-oh. the Six Flags commercial with the old guy. <laughs> oh, and <by> the way, <laughs> oh, and hunting.
0: And hunting. And falsetto. And falsetto. Right, do you play guitar? He goes, uh, I play the banjo. He goes, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And then, and then I love that when Michael. One of the lines that, and I see, I picture Neary every time he says this line, that he's he's talking after he outs, like he does very often. Uh, you know, hey, we all know that he's the criminal. It's like, but n- I, name me a white man you trust, and I'll name you a black man I trust. And people start naming, and then the last one, Jim's like, gee or no, it wasn't Jim. I, I forgot who. I think it was Angela. Like Jesus Christ, and he just goes Apollo Creed. Apollo- <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is Danny Glover over Pam's mom, I think. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I and like he Justin Bieber,
3: to Stanley, <laughs> <laughs> or Martin, for that matter. But but this episode gives us my favorite uh, Mike character, Prison Mike. Prison Mike. Is- Mike.
2: Best. Is my fucking favorite <laughs> character. You like Prison <laughs> Mike the best. Just, I love. Oh, date, my, you know, I, I love like date, Mike. date Mike. Date Mike. Date Mike. Oh, greater than Prison Mike. My brother, right oh, there, I have, man.
3: I have, I have a pillow of Prison Mike. Um, because <laughs> it's just I just love Prison Mike. Just like. Well, he just goes up to him, he's just like and like, right, what's to stop me from pinning you up against the wall, biatch? And everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, and that's the way we talk in the clink.
0: Be, <laughs> you'd be the Bella <laughs> Oh, Ryan, that's the best. <laughs> and they're like, well, what did you have to eat? We had gruel
3: sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's all because... The, he, because Martin's telling them about prison and it sounds so much better than working at the office.
0: Oh, wait, 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 wait. My favorite part. My favorite is when Martin is telling them about how he did inside trading. And this is what he went away for. Yeah. <laughs> cuts to Kevin. And he's yeah. like, I had Martin explain to me what he did like three times, because it sounds a lot like what I do here every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> he, he takes him He takes him to the parking lot for rec time, and yeah. he's got like the he's got like the five pound weight. And it,
3: it's, so Jim goes to him. Is that a five pounder? He goes two and a half. I'm going for for rip for uh, tone uh, tone, Deep. not bulk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: like, so and then bad. like prison, Michael. It's like, what's the worst part of prison? The, the Dementors. <laughs> like, is that a Harry Potter thing? No, 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 no. Nah, you know it's they funny. Don't, <laughs>
2: I just saw, um, I just started watching Harry Potter and uh, the re- Something of the Phoenix, whatever the fucking movie is. Uh, I'm not a Harry oh, Potter guy. The
3: Phoenix.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Harry Potter guy. So I just started watching it for the first time the other day. And then the opening scene, there's a dementor. And then I, and I asked my wife, my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. I'm like, is that a dementor? And she goes, yeah. And I go, they're the worst part of prison. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right. No, and then I, I, I love that, that he they ask him, they're like, so prison Mike, what'd you get into prison for? And he go, and he says like a couple things, and he's like, and kidnapping the president's son, but they never <laughs> caught me. And they're like, but then how did you end up in prison? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he, he says the same thing twice, he goes, feeling... And robbery, yeah. <laughs> and, and then then, the president stood. <laughs> and then they lock. He locks them all in, the, in in there because he's like, "Oh, oh, is that better? Is that?" He locks them in the conference room.
2: <laughs> I I like uh, what I like about this episode is the, this is a, one of the very few times if if the only I can't I'm trying to recall another one, excuse me, where he actually listens to Toby, where Toby he actually yeah. gives yeah. Toby a chance, and Toby's like, "You know, they're messing with you, right?" He's like, "It's clearly, it's not." prison like it's better than prison they're just messing with you and then like he immediately like oh okay yeah come on guys come on you guys you know you pranksters or whatever and i'm like oh shit time off
0: for good behavior
2: (laughs) 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 and i said i i i I remember that every time i watch that episode i'm I'm like it's so uncharacteristic of him to actually listen to toby and like i just it it works the
0: reason why he listens is because Toby is saying good things about Dunder Mifflin. And there's there's only two things that Michael Scott cares about, and it's his employees to, you know, in his own weird way, right, uh, because they're his family and his friends, Right. and Dunder Mifflin.
3: It's the only things that he cares about. And Jan's fake kids.
0: <laughs> stops caring about those. <laughs> and-,
3: <laughs> and his condo. But, um... um- yeah. yeah, but no, but but that the that's my number three also. Dave the convict. I I
2: just love the ep- I love that episode. So good. All right, good episode, man. All right, uh, the bono. What do we got?
0: All right, now that the precedent has been set for two parters with the same name, uh, my number three is season six episodes four and five, Niagara.
3: Table. Uh. Right okay. Oh. <laughs> Neary near cheated. He just did. Double parts of his whole mouth, dude. I
0: almost like legitimately, like when I made my list, as I kept going down, I was like, damn, two parter, two parter, two parter. <laughs> like, I seriously did because I, I've got stress relief as an honorable mention, and then I've got a couple, and then I've got Niagara, and I've got one more in here. This is two
2: parter. We will table that one too, sir. Uh, um, my number three is uh, season five episode 26 company picnic
1: <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> all right, all right.
2: God, so fucking good <laughs> this is the only episode on my list this is the only episode that uh michael plays a significant role in this in this uh in this episode um i i love michael with holly that's when i like michael when they when they humanize him and they and they make him likable because they have to put harley that's how great harley is that they he she makes michael scott likable uh and i love this episode for multiple reasons first of all can i just say how hard it is for me as a viewer to have a balance of liking michael and hating aegis elba in the same fucking episode <laughs> for, for me to get that it's very impressive and uh, it, this episode does both I fucking like I love you know I love the fact that he doesn't like he doesn't like Jim and everybody loves Jim and he's like hey isn't it nice to take a break from your break <laughs>
0: <laughs> what he, he spikes on him in the volleyball game? Yeah, he's like look who just woke up. Yeah, I've been <laughs> up all morning.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking great. And he's such a ch- that's the last time we see Idris Elbo. That's the last time we see him in the uh, in the office. And I love the fact that he is so petty. Idris Elbo's character is so petty. Where he was like, no, 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 this is a company picnic. So you got you're her, you hurt. You got to go to the doctor. We can't sign off on that. And he was like, uh, you're just saying that because she's our best. You want to get our best player out of the game. And he's like. Oh. Jim, you put in the safety of your fiance in front of this game. It's just a company <laughs> game, like it's just such a fucking, just such a dirt baggy thing. Like it's so transparent, but it's so great. And then Dunder, and then the Dunder Mifflin was it? Slum
0: Slum from, from from Dunder Mifflin
2: Air, that's <laughs> yeah, fucking so great. And he goes, he, when they do that whole game, and he says, uh, and he says, which branch is closing, Buffalo? And then they're like, what the fuck is this true? And then that conversation that he has with the owner, where he was like, with the president, where he's like, uh, that was told to you in secret. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. Didn't that? How how am I supposed to know they didn't know? And he goes, how about the fact that they were here? That didn't set off any flags. The fact that they're still here at the company picnic, so fucking good. I love this episode but here's the the underlying theme on most of my mountain the underlying theme and uh, again you 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 know just a reflection of who i am is the end of that episode how it ends and the fact that we get to find out that Pam is pregnant from that episode so on top of all the funny shit that's going on uh i love Phyllis getting hurt at the at the volleyball game when she didn't do anything and she goes oh my ankle and they're like what happened i twisted it like but you were just standing there and she's like oh i'm out and then she starts fucking literally just trotting like she just (laughs) like like she just like starts skipping out to the sideline and then it was hilarious but after all of that hilariousness is the the two things that i love the most is michael says he finally grows up and he finally because it's all about him 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 right now right now right now right now and when he says there's no rush because we're we're meant to be together and we're going to end up together anyway that was very touching and i i i I love that and then to get the the way we, the way we, the audience are told that Pam is pregnant is pretty fucking great. So that, that's, yeah. uh, that's up there well, with my, that's why I remember, it's up there on my list. So
0: I remember watching that when it aired and knowing it was the finale, I'm like, I got to fucking wait like four months to find out what the fuck is going to go on here. That was, that was a crazy way. To, and that was like the height of the show. That was that was a great season finale.
2: Man. Yeah, man, yeah. it was fantastic. I, it's, uh, I, you know.
0: Just it's it's a great episode. Yeah, you're right because um, you you know you talk about how you don't like Michael Scott, and, and I'm very much the same way. Um, I, I view Michael uh, so I view Michael Scott as like as cheap bourbon, right? Cheap bourbon will get the job done. Um, I'll laugh at Michael Scott. It'll get the job done. It's funny. It, cheap bourbon will get me drunk, but with Holly to cut it as a mixer, then then it's then it's actually can be enjoyable. And that's that's always been my Michael Scott analogy is in, in huge doses it's just it's too much it's unbearable like it, it's not even fun anymore. But when you can, when you mix it with something that mellows it out like Holly who plays off well and it becomes very funny. Then, then Michael's got it very enjoyable so yeah Michael is at his best compared with Holly.
2: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that later because I'm sure somebody's gonna pick an episode that I, I very much don't like uh, so when we get to that I'll, 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 I'll bring this I'll bring your ta- your subject your your analogy back up because uh, I'm sure right. I'm sure it's gonna be talked about I'm positive um all right so for number threes we had the convict uh Niagara Falls the convict and company picnic all right, oh shit! I forgot to do the fucking sound effect, dude. <laughs> I,
3: I'll tell you this, Neri. I I think I know what episode you're talking about, and it is not on my
2: mountain or honorable mention. Oh, I know. If I'm, not, I'm thinking of the right one. Too, I'm not talking about you, BFF. On. All right, round <laughs> two. Dose the sequel to Uno. Yes. All right, David. What do we got for number two, brother?
0: My number two. Uh, oh, I almost just read the convict, but I forgot. I uh, flip flopped them. My number two is season seven, episode seventeen, threat level
3: midnight. <laughs> That's honorable mention for me. That that got just got bumped off my mountain.
0: Oh, did it okay. for Benny
3: for Benny Hana Christmas.
0: Um, that is an episode that um is it's so goofy but to me the best thing about that episode is you really do see how much everyone loves and appreciates michael um like like i said michael's a character that i pity because uh there's a couple episodes where you really do see him in in a different light and uh y- you get to understand why he is the way that he is and that ultimately he really does he really does care uh it's easy for us to look at Michael, I write him off as a as a dirtbag, but when you get to know someone that way, you start to make uh, allowances and exceptions for them uh, because they endear themselves to you. And so, the fact that this entire office filmed this movie for him should let you know right away: Hey, there's you know, th- th- they didn't need to do this; they did this for him.
2: Wow. Right? They know. That- Well, I will say I will say that um, uh, while I do agree that the office uh, members of the office ultimately did love him, uh, which you can tell from uh, other episodes, from this episode, what I I didn't get that because they filmed this because and they said he got they they he gave him days off or whatever, like he offered them like things to do the do do the uh, do the episode and and Jim literally did it just to spend more time with Pam. Because they were right. they were dating they weren't even dating at the time he he she was still the receptionist and he's still like pining over her so he got to spend more time with the receptionist uh, so I agree with you in the sense that they do love this guy and I do agree that even though he's an asshole they love him I always give the example of uh, from the movie a Hot Tub Time Machine uh, which is a movie about a hot tub that becomes a time machine it's a weird premise um, I know it's confusing <laughs> from the title you can't really tell what it's about but um, the uh, uh, there's a line in there where they go. The hospital goes. Are you? Are you his friend or family? And he goes. Ah, he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. And right. that's that's how I see Michael Scott. He's a fucking prick, but he's our prick. Like we love him despite, in spite of all his flaws and glaring, right. glaring flaws. But yeah, yeah. So but- I
3: would, I would disagree that they initially filmed it because they loved him. Because they even said that they were laughing because they thought it was supposed to be a joke, yeah. Originally, and that he never finished showing he he they, he showed them like rough edits, and they were cracking up because they were like, "This is the stupidest thing we've ever seen." No, no, then, no, they don't say anything about it being stupid. There, there, I disagree they, with you. They thought it was a comedy. They thought it was a comedy. They thought, they
2: thought, it, they thought it was si- yeah. They thought it was silly. I mean, they didn't have to say the word. They thought stupid, it was silly. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's the same thing. Same. Yeah, I agree. The same. I agree. Okay. Um, but when he finally finished it, and they sat there, they purposefully, at that point were like, nobody laughed. let's this is his thing. we want at when when threat level midnight, you're season seven already. So at that point, they're like, you know what, don't laugh because he wants it. And then you see Michael realize, you know what? this is stupid. Why am I taking offense when this is actually like he has a self-realization mm. that, in that
2: episode mm. about that. I don't know about don't the self, so? I don't think it's a self-realization. Holly has to point it out to him. Well that's not really called a self-realization. That's called the it's woman a, of your dreams pointing it out to you and you agreeing with that.
0: It's a realization of self. How is that not
2: self-realization? Because it has to be pointed out by a third party.
0: Who The fuck cares?
2: It's a, it's a realization. <laughs> second party. You're right. You're right, uh, Daniel. Second party. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of weird to be right. like it's a oh I, I I realized it myself. No bitch, you had to point it out to you. Like oh okay. I mean that's the way I see it, self realizations. I thought it had to be by, by myself. But all right, I guess not.
0: It's a realization of who he is and what he
3: accomplishes. It,
0: it, to to him, he realizes that it's not so much about this movie and the thing that he's been trying to create and that you know uh that it's supposed to be this awesome thing it was more about the awesome times that people had
2: i think i think it was more i think it was more that he wanted to be uh more than just a office worker he wanted to be more than just a manager he wanted to be an actor in hollywood and he thought he still had aspirations in some weird way in his head he still thought that that was a possibility and harley had to point out the fact that like you're not an actor. You're not a Hollywood guy. You're not going to make movies. Like, who cares? This is it's. There's nothing wrong with being with just this being what it is. as a fun project. And he had to realize, like, she had to point that out to him for him to go like, oh, I guess you're right. Like, she still loved him. So, like, you're not a Hollywood star and I still love you and you still got there's, me, you dummy. Yeah, there's,
0: there's that great moment in that episode where he and Holly have that fight and uh, so he says he's going to keep screening it for the rest of the office and then he says he's going to get up and leave, right? And you see Holly watching it from outside of the office. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or uh, I, uh, no. the conference room. Yeah.
3: Now and remember, like, remember this is in more. To, so to go back into the fact where these guys, I think when they first did it, it was a different intention. Remember, this is a callback. To, I think it's in season one or two where Jim finds the script,
1: so right? Yeah. They
3: do a table, and they do a table read for the ridiculousness of it and they're like this is the most absurd thing i've ever heard. So they all knew about this this thing at that time and i'm i'm sure they were like yes, i want to be a part of this and, and this absurdity and this ridiculousness. I do think eventually they they saw it from a point of love and as a reminder of the past and remem- a reminder of where they came from. Right. You know, cuz they were all proud of seeing themselves like you see when each character is on the on the screen like they do a close up of their face, and you see the the, the how proud they are at now, after yeah. reading that script in the first season and laughing at how ridiculous it is, to being proud of being in this with their family.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I want just. I did this. I did this because I wanted my daughter to see her, the first black president. What a, <laughs> yeah. What a waste of time that was!
0: <laughs> it's like, and, and all of that argument and discussion aside, I mean. The, the 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 piece that makes this so good is actually pro, you know threat level midnight just yes. like the, just the one liners and the the quirky like Steven Seagal James Bond bullshitty ripoffs and stuff like that goddamn when when, <laughs> when when uh, when Jim is goldface is like and then I'm gonna dig up your dead wife. And I'm a humper, real. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then it shows Jimmy's like I was not a fan of that line,
0: <laughs> and like the fact that uh, Michael's love interest at the time like is always so. You got Jan on the piano, then you got Pam's mom with her tits like all in the camera, <laughs> and he comes back after getting shot. Like
3: my um, favorite shot in that movie was when they're doing the speed skating race, and <laughs> him and Gold and Goldface Goldface are just <laughs> shooting at each other from like a foot away, and, and he's like, hey, what? And, but then they. He actually goes, he goes, I wasn't trying to kill you. I was just yeah. slowing you down. And then you see Oscar in the speed suit. Like, in and the metal.
0: I doubt there's anybody who would listen to an episode about The Office that doesn't know this. But if you are unaware, the entire 22-minute episode that is just Threat Level Midnight is available on YouTube. Yep. And it's not only the scenes from that episode, but it's everything in between those scenes. And it's a fantastic watch.
3: I, I love at the end, Mr. President. But wait, isn't the president the bad guy? Yeah, 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 I messed that up. Like, yeah, he, and he just gives it. up. He's on like, it, uh, he's like, whatever. It's stupid.
0: I think I think my favorite part of Threat Level Midnight is actually the floating head. Oh, <laughs> and, that's probably
3: the most expensive uh, effect. Yeah, in the movie. It, it, it,
1: <laughs> it's
0: not. It's not like a, a, a double cut. It's like a like a Quinn trouble cut.
1: <laughs> and, and, over the, and over and over and over. And
0: then uh, everyone's like, ah! And then you hear Michael Scarns say, oh, that's okay. He was uh, he was a renowned animal rapist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> renowned. <laughs> Far and away, yeah. the most expensive shot in the movie. Worth it. Yeah. yeah. Worth it's it. Totally worth it. <laughs> that's a great pick, bro. All right. Uh, so uh, what do we got, De Bono? What do we got for our number two, bro? Uh,
0: for my number two, here's my other pick that um, I just... I, I love this episode and I am fully prepared to catch shit for putting this one on my list, but I just fucking love this episode undyingly. Season four, episode thirteen, the dinner party.
3: That's that's the one that we were talking about. Yeah, that's the I, one.
1: Yeah.
0: I I love dinner party. It is it's it's up there with cringiest episodes. Um without stepping on anybody's toes. I won't say what I think is is the cringiest, but it's it, it is, it's cringy, but also it's just horribly funny. Like the, the plasma screen TV gag where he like pushes it into the wall and the whole thing where we really start to get even more of the inner workings of how insane Jan is. Like She's obsessed with the fact that she thinks Pam and Michael used to date. She's trying to get them to invest in her, uh, in her candle company, Serenity by Jan. The whole story with him trying to run through the, the glass door to get to the ice cream man. Like it's uncomfortable to watch, but it's, but I'm to, like, like last per capita in that episode, my Jim refusing to guess the right things in charades, like when Michael's acting him out. Like it's just, it's so ridiculous. From beginning to end, uh, uh, Dwight showing up with the, the old lady that used to be his babysitter and like the world's biggest wine glass that he fills all the way up. It, I know it's one that a lot of people don't like. And honestly, when we started this, I was like, I'm putting Dinner Party at number four. Fuck those guys. And then uh, and then I just kept working on stuff and I was like, oh my God, I genuinely love Dinner Party. It, I think it is just, I think it's really funny. You get that really, like, weirdly touching moment at the end where Michael's got his head out of uh, Dwight's Trans the car, as they're with, driving away. With Hunter's and, song playing
2: in the background? Yeah, with
0: Hunter's song playing. And then Andy takes the lick off Angela's ice cream, so she just takes it and smashes it on the side of his car. Like
2: She was pregnant then, too.
0: It. Oh, yeah. The actress. The actress? Yeah. The actress, yeah. The actress, yeah. <clears throat> but it's just... Like I said, just just purely in in how much I laugh in an episode, this is very much towards the top. And I, I was I was gonna say something at the last one before it got tabled, but like I said, this episode is very much a product of what's going on right now, and not this this list, not this episode. I'm not fighting with my wife, um, but just all of my episodes revolve around gatherings because I'm just. Losing my mind, being cooped up right now, and so watching these episodes where people are getting together and—I and guess you could say—having fun with this one. Maybe not so much, but it's just—I—I—I love this. I undyingly love this episode. I think it's hilarious. Everything with Hunter, all the stuff with Jan taking forever to cook. Like what my my favorite though when she's like in Rome, people often won't eat dinner until or no she goes um in, in Spain Spain, in, in Madrid. Spain people often won't eat dinner until midnight and Michael went in Rome like he, right. he, he, he thought he was being so damn smart in that moment. It's just I, I I like I said I I'm sure that there are I, I I know for a fact that Neary said it's not even a top twenty episode on Facebook today. Yeah.
2: But here's the thing I'm I in a, I, I know I'm this. in a minority in this one. Like I I think it's the other way around when you said that you know that people I I'm, I know that I'm in a minority in this one because everybody has this on their list. Everybody puts dinner party. Everybody puts dinner party in the list. So I know I'm in a minority. But like going back to what you said about bourbon and about how you know Michael Scott is intolerable uh, and then you you need Holly as. as as uh as you know to 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 make him uh, likable uh i i don't uh, this is like uh, to to keep with that analogy. This is the the essence of of uh, of doing a keg stand with fucking bourbon. You know what I mean? This is I just it's so fucking unbearable for me. I don't like the episodes of The Office where they're awkward. I don't like awkward moments. I fucking feel very awkward. And I, it again, that's the whole point of it. I know that's the I get it. That's the whole that's what they were going for. But I don't like feeling that same reason. I don't I don't watch horror movies. I don't like feeling scared. Like I don't like that fucking feeling. Uh, I'm ve- And I'm very, like, I'm that dude that watches shows and I start feeling for the fucking characters for no reason. Like, if I I always give this example, but watching King of Queens and, you know, they're always on a tight budget. They're, you know, the, the, the couple's portrayed as a couple living paycheck to paycheck. One episode where he buys a new car and he's like, don't worry about it, we're good. And then the next day the company goes on strike so he doesn't have a fucking paycheck coming in. That always gives me cringes, like, no! you fucking don't have more these are fucking tv characters that don't really exist and i'm like what the fuck are you gonna do now you don't have a paycheck coming in so i start getting that fucking anxiety over that and the same thing with this like the dinner party again everybody loves it i'm in a minority i get it but i just i i fucking hate feeling awkward and well, there's and- i don't feel another episode comes close to making me feel as awkward as the fucking dinner party dude
0: are you serious? You don't I, I, Scott's Tots doesn't make you feel more awkward at dinner party. It
2: doesn't make me feel more awkward. It makes me feel the same level of awkward. Oh, <laughs> okay. It doesn't fucking but it's just fucking very awkward where I'm just like, oh I don't uh. Yeah, but, like dinner party was one of those ones that I, I used to love it
3: and I rewatched it yesterday and I was like, man, like and I will agree with you, there are funny like the plasma bit so it, good. and if you watch the if the, the plasma bit's great and if you watch the the the, the gag reel the of gag them, not reel, being able to get through that, yeah, fucking fantastic. Like it has, it's like the Hunter thing. Like I, I, my favorite shot of that entire episode is that last shot with just Hunter's music playing, Jim and Pam eating the burger, like you know, and like you did said, a bad like, thing, that, babe. Like, yeah, like just that that thing. But it is, it's such an un, to me. It got so uncomfortable, like what Neri said, and it got so it, it it to me. It was it it no longer was the uh, the office. It was me watching like an episode of like I, I've never seen it, but like this is us where I'm assuming that everybody's depressed and sad at the fact that you're watching an abusive relationship like yeah, you're actually and, getting the abu- yeah. you're getting to see it firsthand you I-, you
0: heard not, it. I i I'd absolutely get that aspect of it, but at the same time it was an episode that I don't know maybe maybe I connected a a lot in this aspect in this aspect. It was an episode that humanized Michael in a way that uh that I found very relatable towards this I not try to make this super deep but like I had a girlfriend when I was in college that I really did not like like at all but like was just was terrified of like not having a girlfriend, right? Like it was like this weird thing. All my friends had girlfriends and I was really afraid not to. So even though I didn't like her, we argued about everything. We had nothing in common. Like I still wouldn't do anything about it. And right. to was, she make, maybe that- was she a lesbian?
2: Was she a lesbian? No, she oh, because you're literally describing my former relationship But she ended up being a lesbian But that's the only
3: In the humanizing Michael though But there's another episode that I think it's, It has to be before that I think it is, uh, Women's Appreciation Where That's the episode where yeah. he takes all the girls out to the, the mall
0: Yeah, because that's when he breaks
3: up with Jan the first time Right, and he's yeah. literally sitting there Talking to them like a battered housewife like telling them all these horrible things. Right, but but
0: witnessing it. Like right, witness. witnessing like I it said, is
3: where it's like that. Yeah, that, and the so nail that that the screw going into. And it. So whatever.
0: like I said, uh, it's I you know it, it it's not it's not the funniest. Uh, you know it's definitely not the funniest one. Not even well, on my list. I, I think, think that, I think it's hilarious, but I just I love. The
2: I episode. think the episode. I, I think the episode is funny. It just it's so hard to like. I'm like ha, 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 like I'm laughing <laughs> even though, like I'm like that's how I'm laughing. I think it is funny. And and if you watch a lot of the actors' uh, favorite in that in that in that episode, a lot of those actors, Jan, the, the actress who plays Jan, I'm, I'm awful with names, I don't know her real name Uh, but she loves that episode and what she finds, what I found impressive is that she says that the one of the things that she's proudest of is every time they did the take where she threw the Dundee at the flat screen, she hit it every single time, they didn't need to do a cut, <laughs> like she was like very, and, the, and then she says that the whole crew was like oh, because they thought that we're going to have to do like a cut and then like somebody else throw it and do a whole thing and the fact that she nailed it every single time, she goes that's one of the things I still think about to this day I still remember me fucking being able to beam that that small little screen every single time. Again, this is—it's yeah. not like it's—it's it's funny. It just makes me feel awkward, and it's supposed to. That's the whole point. It's supposed yeah, to make you feel cringy and yeah, awkward. And like
3: not it's, that it's, it's a bad episode. I'm not gonna knock yeah. you for the pick. I just it 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 changed for me from when I first saw it. To now, can I like, say? And
0: I feel, I feel, the I feel the other way around. Like I used to just when this episode would come on, and maybe it's because uh, it was I couldn't, la- I couldn't look at it and laugh at being that guy to an extent. That like, so now with time, and it's like it. This episode is mellowed on me, and I can really enjoy it. I, I uh, it's been the, opposite. It's oh, the opposite. I used to find this episode ridiculously funny. Uh, in fact, it was my number one until today. <laughs> When you rewatched it today, yeah, I rewatched it for the first time in many, many years, and I laughed. I think
3: two or three times in the whole episode. I think it's, and, a funny episode. it's just you yeah, know, you know what I don't like here. There, there weren't subtitles. Okay.
0: The time that I laughed hardest was uh, at the very end when Jim steals the the CD. I, that was like the funniest thing in the whole episode. Everything else I found just so incredibly sad that. I couldn't find
2: it so can i can i just give like here's here's what i don't understand about this episode was clearly made to make jan the villain right to establish that jan is bad right like this is clear like this is like to drive home the point that jan that jan is evil in in whatever way here's the part that bothers me about that a and when they first meet It's fucking it's Michael Scott who has no like who's not as not good enough for Jan. And then somehow they had to make her super crazy because they had to make him likable. So she was a sacrificial lamb. Fine. You're gonna do that as a writing staff as a fine. Okay, that's what you decided to go with. Okay. But here's what I don't like about this episode is she's fucking gluing back the fucking Dundee. And they show that's a redeeming quality. That's like her being a like that's her way of apologizing. That's her like, and she's gluing back that dumb trophy that fucking that he got for ninety nine cents at the trophy store, and she's like fucking gluing it back. And I'm like, why would you go through all the hassle of making her the super villain and then at the end of the episode give her such a redeeming fucking shot? Like I don't understand why you you don't need that.
0: I, I, I well, well, I agree that it is redeeming. It also just fully encompasses how insane she is right. about it all right like she's you know now that he's gone like it shows oh like she's so crazy about just the whole thing he's not there and now she misses him and, and actually feels bad and i mean you know they they do break up after that episode and then you know you see her again a couple more times here and there but it, it's i don't know i guess i never thought of it that well like i just i never thought of it as a bad thing that they allow her to redeem herself that little tiny bit of you i i honestly don't think it's her looking for redemption, looking back on it now, um, after having seen the episode today, I think that it's more, she was afraid of being alone. She had lost everything. Yeah. The only thing she had left was Michael, whom she hated. So, uh, the fact that she had now nothing, the only thing that she could hope for is to keep Michael. But, to end this, to end talking about this episode on a great note, absolute minuscule sight gag that is 100% wonderful. So they go into the bedroom, the camera's there, right? That's the big sight gag. But the absolute, the very tiny sight gag is when she's like, I thought I told you to put that away. As he picks up the tripod to the camera, he looks right at the camera and just kind of like nods a little bit, like, Yeah, I wanted y'all to know <laughs> that that's set up in there. Like, it's, 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 this great, it's just this great little moment with Michael that gets me every time.
3: And that's a callback to women's appreciation, too, because he mentions yeah. that she likes to film. <laughs> so they can so they can yeah. review and they can review it later and, and she can give him. Uh, critique. She
2: has notes, yeah. She has notes. All right, so uh, so we got dinner party, All right, Jeff? What do you got for your number two?
3: Well, now we can talk about uh, stress relief, part one and two, season five, episode fourteen and
2: fifteen. Season no, we five. We
3: can't table. <laughs> oh, continue I guess we to can. keep it tabled. Oh mm. man! All right.
2: Stress relief. Good talk.
3: <laughs> all right so
2: for number twos we had uh threat level midnight oh i gotta give my number you two. haven't done yours yet oh my fault my yeah. fault uh my number two is season six episode five niagara falls it's episode four and five niagara falls hell right. yeah that's my number two uh so uh season i'm sorry i got i'm fucking trying to write down seasons this is so yeah, weird was, to do was, this was, uh, go ahead go ahead.
0: It was my number three, and so it got tabled now. So I'm very happy that we're gonna
2: get stuck. Yeah, uh, there. Look, not, uh, spoiler alert. If we ever do, I've been trying to do an episode about uh, a geek more episode about uh, favorite TV weddings. Uh, spoiler alert: This is gonna make my mouth. Uh, so, um, th- one of my favorite all time TV weddings. Uh, it's not your typical TV wedding. It's not your typical TV wedding episode. Um, There's so many things. Uh, Jim and Pam are by far my favorite thing about this show, uh, which I love so dearly. Uh, But this episode is so fantastic. The way it's split up from uh, episode uh, four, where everybody's getting to Niagara Falls and everybody's like, she doesn't want anybody there from the office. But Michael has given people who go to the office the day off. So everybody's going to take the day off. So everybody ended up going. Uh, the fact that we had Kevin with his sweaty feet. First of all, they got rid of the shoes. The hotel got rid of the they shoes. They
0: burned the shoes. <laughs> yeah. they, they incinerated
2: his damn shoes. <laughs> and they weren't even apologetic. They, weren't even, they, weren't, they didn't even they didn't even apologize. The dude didn't give a fuck about burning his shoes. <laughs> That's so fucking good. Because normally they'd be like, it's, you know, and in real life, you'd be like, okay, well, you owe me a pair of shoes. So give me some money to go buy right. a pair of shoes. But they but were like, Kevin, nope. Nope, they were like, no, it was so disgusting. We had to burn those shoes. Oh
0: God, so so many like in in the first part, like I said, like to look at it as two parts. That first part and just so many funny things that happened. But Jim giving away that Pam is pregnant during his recital, his rehearsal dinner speech. And he's talking to Michael afterwards, he's like, What is it about this job that makes you stay stay stupid shit or whatever, you know? <laughs> like and it's just and it's just he can't like wrap his head around the fact that he was the one who screwed it up. Like he was so worried about Kevin or Michael screwing it up that he, he can't even begin to fathom that he's the one who messed up. Um,
2: Can we just talk just, about how great that toast was, though? Can we talk about how great that it was heartwarming until the fucking end when he fucked it up? How great that's and that's a great. I, mean, I it, love the fact that the office could do that. They're, they're, they could exactly. talk about
0: because then, then to in essence recover, but not recover because the fucking the punchline of that was here's to waiting, and, and <laughs> like and then he revealed that he was <laughs> pregnant. Like that is that was a such a masterpiece of a joke to write that to write that toast to put that in there and then have the actual toast be here's to waiting like that is that is absolutely one of the pinnacles of genius writing in this show
2: uh yeah and uh, and then you have the actual wedding and the fact that they had their own personal wedding at niagara they, they went and did the tour at Niagara Falls, and that he had that uh, planned. And uh, the fact that he cut off his tie—Plan C. Oh yeah, yeah, Plan C. And then he cuts off his tie. The mental pictures, all of that, so emotional and so like that's fucking heartwarming yeah. to me. And then he says uh, that was plan. That was actually Plan C. Plan A was to marry her the moment I saw her, the moment I met her, and I was like, yeah. <laughs>
1: You son of a yeah, bitch.
0: it's just yeah, like it's 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 a it's a great when you put the two together because yeah, the first one is all gags and and stuff happening, and then yeah, you're right. He cuts the tie to match the veil, and he had the he had the maid of the mist tickets and everything like that. It's just I'm I you know when it comes to sitcoms, as a general rule, heartwarming episodes aren't necessarily my favorite. Um but this 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 one gets to me because it it really encompasses everything that the pam and jim relationship was and and would go on to be like how much they were both willing to do for the other one the fact that when it's all said and done they know that the actual wedding is probably going to be a disaster they play that chris brown song so great it was on it was on the do not playlist. and andy's like dancing with the walker because he tore his scrotum and everything like <laughs> even when it is like those really sweet moments uh, when uh, uh uh, Aaron offers Andy like her scarf. She's like, I thought it might help because of your torn scrotum. <laughs> like, it's just, there's 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 a bunch. This is for for you know a, a two part episode. It's an amazing blend of really funny and really heartfelt stuff. This episode really flexes on how strong this entire cast is and how strong their writing staff is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, every I yeah, everything about and I love the fact that they throw in, uh, to not make it cliche, the wedding is not the season finale. It's episodes yeah. four and five in the season. Like it's not it's not the season finale. Every like it's, it feels like every other sitcom has the wedding at whatever wedding it is as the season finale and that's the big
3: finale yeah yeah
2: right. and and plus, and the office is such a great ensemble that they're able to say fuck that two of our biggest members won't be here for the next two or three episodes or however long and it's fine we could fucking hold it together. it's gonna be great no matter what and it, i i fucking love that man but i love plus that.
0: this episode gave us who is probably dwight's actual soulmate in isabel
2: could right what a smoke uh, show
0: Oh, oh my God! I know, like, oh, like outside of the fact that she and Dwight actually had everything in common. Oh my like, God, damn! Yeah,
2: what a fucking like, smoke show, yeah.
0: Oh, just so fine. And her and, and Dwight deciding he's too good for her, right? Like she's a, what did he, what did he, he's like Uh, she's a, she's a dental hygienist from, uh, from somewhere and she makes love like one. She's a bumpkin, right? Like it's just, and like that. And then of course, Michael hooking up with Pam's mom. Which just leads to a whole bevy of great oh, one-liners so and storylines in later episodes. Their seats go all the way down, all the way down. But uh- what
2: kind of what kind of <laughs> car does he drive? A green Ford? Fuck! fuck! <laughs> <like, "Pak!" Yeah. laughs> <laughs> But just let's not let's not say anything. Let's not say anything. anything
0: Just 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 uh, just so many great things.
2: Oh, culminated in Toby walking by. Not now, Toby. Like it's just so (laughs) (laughs) So good.
0: When when Dwight is like, "Oh no this 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 uh, this confirmation's wrong. They don't actually have my room. Can I stay with you?" And Michael's like, "No." He's like, "I knew you wouldn't let me. That was a test. Like little shit like that. It's just it's a great." It, it's just, it encompasses so many things about the show that are just really, really great. And it's, 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 it's a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, I, it, it, it gets me, man. Like Them standing there on the bow of the ship at the very end, like, and you're getting the... It's like a simulcast of their actual wedding on the, the ship with the shenanigans going on at their wedding ceremony and just how happy they are standing there on the ship knowing that they just got married and it was their moment. Uh, like I said, it, it it's rare that that a sitcom really gets to me like that, but that moment got
2: me. Yeah, man, fucking love it. Uh, that's my number two. Uh, all right, my so number three. number twos are uh, Threat Level Midnight, Dinner Party, Stress Relief, and Niagara Falls. All right, so uh, what do we got down for down right? honorable mentions?
3: I I, co- I I took photos of all of your page, everybody's pages. So, all right. um, Robert C. Leatherwood has from four to one the Dundies traveling salesman gay witch hunt and Benny benihana christmas
2: oh gay witch carlos hunt Navarrete. is so fucking good dude that's a great one that's so God good
3: and the look on his face when he kisses oscar like
0: the look on oh, their ahead. faces like when, what oh. else
3: what else uh, carlos Navarrete, uh his wife sandy's list is four to one goodbye michael diversity day threat level midnight in the dundies honorable mention to business school business school So great! When he throws out Um, the candy,
2: when he throws out the candy, you may get a hundred grand.
3: uh, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, what should we call it? it. (laughs) By the way, um, with the music, with the boombox, that it's for like the opening. And he's playing "Pop and Circumstance." (laughs) I
0: live for the moment on every episode where you pronounce. Carlos's last name. I just need y'all to know that. I like it, it gives me chills every time, and it's just the dude's name. But I fucking love listening to pronounce this. So that's so white. That's so white of me to say, but I fucking. <laughs> the, the name just sounds right when y'all say it. I love it
2: because it is. And then we've
0: got um,
3: <laughs> Missyia M- M- Silva, Mi- Miss, <laughs> Missy, uh, four to one Niagara Falls, or uh, three email surveillance, two press <laughs> release One dinner party, honorable mentions, The Return. I guess Niagara Part 2, because she wrote Niagara again. Uh, Classy Christmas and Viewing Party. Um, Carlos Navarrete, now. (laughs) Uh, Threat Level Midnight, Scott's Tots, The Dundies, and Niagara. Honorable mentions, The Safety Training dinner party and booze cruise booze cruise is another great one safety Uh, safety training patrice o'neill in safety training oh my god what is that thing what is that thing when do you get to touch it in only the no never (laughs) you never touch it oh
0: goddamn r.i.p patrice o'neill i i I know that there probably wasn't a place for him but damn i wish he could have been a bigger part of that show
2: no he wasn't Uh, a bigger part of that show because he didn't want to be a bigger part of that show Oh, really? Yeah, if you there's an episode, there's a podcast episode with Patrice O'Neill on Jay Moore's podcast, and that was the last podcast he did before he passed. And he talked about it because he was, he just didn't have, he was like, yeah, I did, I did, he goes, I just didn't want to sit. You know why he didn't want to do the, the office anymore? He goes, I just didn't want to sit there for 10 hours a day looking at BJ Novak's face. Like that was his fucking, <laughs> that was his excuse. And, they, and then Jay Moore was like, did he do something wrong to you? He goes, no, I just didn't want to fucking sit there and be looking at fucking, like, he just didn't, he didn't fit into the corporate mode. And that's a TV show is having to work with other people and being corporate right. and not being able to say yeah. everything that pops into your head. And he was like, I don't want to do that for, you know, that. Bet trip. you
0: wish you could spend some time with this sea monster.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel Romero has Goodbye Michael, Dinner Party, Niagara Falls, and Stress Relief. Lou Galindo has Niagara 1 and 2, Stress Relief, Threat Level Midnight, and Dinner Party, So Much Cringe. Uh, Andrea Beto has Stress Relief, and... Okay, so then she actually made a list. Uh, Michael's Last Sunday's Dinner Party, The Injury, and Stress Relief. Um, Nilo has Scott's pots. You asked him for more. He liked it and never did anything else. <laughs> um, Riel Buckler has... 100 percent the dinner party episode is the best in the series you again asked for more none were given uh Dan Garcia my buddy has the fire Niagara can't can it count as one yes, yes. Scotts pots Michael Scott paper company uh and then he still goes through the cold openings but that's a whole different episode and then Mark Hawkins simply wrote I declare bankruptcy that's such a
2: fucking good line such a good line. Yeah.
3: And then I love that, Oscar. You can't just say it. No, I didn't say it. I declared it. I declared it. That's not how it works. (laughs) That's But that's that's everybody's honorable mentions on on Nearys
2: and Geekmore. All right. Uh, uh, David, honorable mentions?
3: My honorable
0: mentions are uh, the Dundee's, Diversity Day, and Product Recall. I really like Product Recall. Uh, Was that the the one with the
3: watermark? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. The done uh, uh, um, diversity day. I just oh, like what? I can't. I don't know, man. Like I know a lot of people love diversity, love diversity. day, and I just I don't know. Like I can't <laughs> get behind that episode. Like it's just you, you it,
2: don't like diversity.
0: People to watch. Everybody's like, <laughs> four- no. It, 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 yeah, that's it. It's- it's- me a
2: stereotype, so I can sorry, get it easier. Sorry, that's the
0: Alabama <laughs> coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Um, No, it's just, like, it's so early. What's that? That's season one, episode two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's still so stiff, and, like, nobody knows who or what their character's supposed to be. And I know people love that episode. But when I go back and rewatch, I make it a habit of not even starting my rewatch until um, Basketball.
3: Oh the basketball games.
0: Yeah, like I cuz it's just Diversity Day and some stuff like that. It's just ugh, I don't know. It, it made me bad. think
3: of basketball with Stanley when he starts dribbling he goes,
0: "Oh, come on."
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know at the end of that
0: when when Kevin is thinking shot, yeah. they just kept filming cuz he just kept going and he hit like 14 or 15 in a oh, row. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like a, there's a DVD extra where uh, when I first started watching the show it was back when you actually had to get DVDs through Netflix. Me too, yeah. And and there was there was an extra where it was him just sinking those shots and he hit like it – was, it was something like 14, 15, maybe even 16 in a row where they just kept passing him the ball and just kept filming because he wouldn't miss.
3: That's awesome.
2: David, what were you going to say?
0: Uh, no, I, I think that um, Diversity Day is the only one in season one that is exactly. actually like a, like a standout episode. Right. Uh, Your
3: mic did that thing where it popped again. Oh, that's weird. You can call me Mr. Brown. Ha-ha, that's a test. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that one. No, that's yeah. my actual name. Yes, sure it is.
0: is. <laughs> it comes back from from her meeting, and and Michael gets all up in her face. He goes, "Good night, my googie googie." he goes i wrote it. yes
3: she gets it i wrote down the quote from that episode because i love it that he's when he's talking and he goes like abraham lincoln said if you are racist i will attack you with the north (laughs) like (laughs) abraham lincoln
2: there's a there's a if you listen to the Office Ladies podcast they you know talking about this episode uh there's a great line that uh they had originally written the way it ends up being in the show is that um uh diversity uh today diversity tomorrow whatever or whatever it's called yeah.
3: Oh yeah when he's doing the video
2: Yeah 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 the original line was that the, they said uh diversity 360 uh, because I don't believe in taking, I don't believe that diversity should take five days off. That was the original <laughs> line, and they they couldn't do it because there was an actual company called Diversity Three Hundred and Sixty, and they so they couldn't do it because they didn't want to make they didn't want to you know fall into lawsuits where they would think that they right. would make fun of an actual company. But that that's I just thought that was fucking that's line funny. was brilliant. Um. Uh. Yeah, man. Uh, that that's a good one. Uh, De Bono, what do you got for your honorable mentions?
0: Um, honorable mentions: I've got uh, money, which is the "I declare bankruptcy" two-parter. Uh, it's just uh, just very funny episode. A lot of good one-liners. Great story told throughout the whole thing. Michael with the night job is just yeah. beautiful. Uh, the injury, the 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 foot on the foot the foot on the, the foreman is funny. Concussion Dwight is yeah. where this episode shines. Uh, Come with Pam. Dwight, <laughs> yeah, yeah, concussion Dwight and Pam. And uh, and like that's where their friendship really starts. It's just a yeah. great one. Um, casual Friday makes my honorable mentions solely for the reason that the cold open to casual Friday is Kevin's chili. Man. Oh, God damn it. And I know you just kind of said we might do that another time. But, oh, I if I were to finish right now and just go watch Kevin Chili, I would still laugh while I was in tears, even just admitting just I would. Stupid. It's just. There's just the something so horribly tragic about that, but the rest of the episode's only
2: okay. I so love, anyway, I love the fact. Friday. I love Casual Fridays for Meredith's dress being too short yeah. and in <laughs> both directions. It's like hey, we could see one, we we could see one of your, uh, we could see your uh, your boob, your breast, and then she pulls it all the way up, and you can see here, you can see her vagina, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah. my god, that's Why aren't crazy!
0: You wearing any panties?
2: <laughs> it's Casual Friday, then,
0: right? <laughs> And then the one that I really wanted to make my mountain, but as a whole episode, it's not one of the best. It's just single-handedly possibly the best moment in the show, and that's Michael's Last Dundies. Um, Is
2: that Farewell Michael? Or no, that's another another episode. No,
0: Farewell Michael is actually the second one, the one where he's saying goodbye to everybody before he actually leaves. Yeah,
2: okay, all right.
0: So that's the thing like if you could make Farewell Michael and Michael's Last Dundee's one episode but they have different names. So I didn't try to do that. But Michael's Last Dundee's is is a funny episode. It has its moments. It's good, but when they stand up and they start singing to him at the end, um it's just incredible. And in case there's anybody listening who does not know this, um Steve Carell did not know that scene was coming.
2: Oh shit. Steve Carell I didn't know that. T-
0: Steve Carell was completely ignorant to the fact that they had rehearsed this song and that they were going to sing it to him. They had been rehearsing in secret without Steve Carell knowing. So when they stand up and start singing and he gets real misty eyed, and he's like, oh my God, something's happening. That's a genuine reaction from Steve Carell. That's so good. dude. So then when he sits in the confessional afterwards, he goes, yeah, this is going to hurt like a motherfucker. That was, that wasn't Michael Scott. That was Steve Carell, like just admitting that it finally just hit him how hard it was going to be to walk away from the show. And knowing that, that exact moment is so much more powerful. But like I said, the episode as a whole can't make it, but that, that moment alone is the greatest thing that I think the office ever did. Be- when, especially when you learn, like I said, that what you see in Steve Carell's face. Is genuine shock, genuine surprise, and he had no idea they were about to. Stay
2: I dead. did not know that. You're teaching me something right now about. It. I, I did. Yeah, now I didn't it know makes me. It. And it's, you're absolutely right. Just learning that 30 seconds ago makes me want to fucking watch the episode like that. Yeah, it makes go, me appreciate it. Go back
0: it. and watch it, and you hear you hear his voice, like you hear like a quiver in his voice when he's like, "Oh my god, something's happening." That's not just great acting. That's him genuinely responding to these people that have been his family. You know. for for so long acknowledging how great it's been when he's there and it's incredible
2: that's fantastic man that's fucking really great um uh, yeah, and for those of you who don't know, who uh, un-co- you know, uh, uncultured swine is that, is that what the phrase is? Uh, you, who, ignorant slut. In, you ignorant no, slut! No, no, not that. Uncultured <laughs> swine is a Toy Story thing. For those of you who don't know, uh, that's a that song that they do is a playoff of the uh, Broadway musical *Lease*, uh, where everybody oh. dies of age. Uh, Lease. So. <laughs>
0: I've got AIDS. She's got AIDS. We've all got AIDS.
2: <laughs> uh, Jeff, what do you got for your honorable mentions?
3: All right. So for the sake of not duplicating, um, I'm gonna go with my other one. So Fun Run, season four, episode one. <laughs> got a carb load. Uh, got a
2: carb load.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I got a carb load. I've never, I've never eaten so much Alfredo or drank so <laughs> little
1: water. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. Then I've got Survivor Man from season four, episode seven, where Michael goes out and does the bear Grylls thing with the video camera. Uh. And he's like and it's like he cuts his pants to make a hat and then it gets cold <laughs> so he duct tapes them back together. the, and then, the, the, and the best he,
0: part of that episode is um, is is when he says that's what she says and Jim was like, What 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 does that mean? He's like, I don't know. I yeah, never know. at the
3: end he's just like yeah. I I just say it. I never I don't even know. know what it, means. Yeah. Like, he admits it He's just like, <laughs> I don't know what it means. This just whatever. And then Jim's got the whole thing with the cake because he wants to celebrate everybody's birthday once. Yeah. Um, then I've got Frame Toby from season five, episode nine. That's when Toby comes back, and that Michael didn't <laughs> know for weeks that <laughs> he for, had been back for over a my, week. Yeah, I yeah. Caprizi salad in my desk. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so it's like this is a caprese salad. Look, there's mozzarella that <laughs> he spent five hundred bucks from the guy from Vance Refrigeration that he thought it was weed. But then like but that gives you that famous that it's a gif of of Michael Scott screaming no, like like yeah. at the top of his lungs when Toby walks in like no, no! And, and then he starts like trying to entice him to fight him. Then he's like, Oh look, look. And,
0: and then, R- Ryan Ryan and uh Ryan and Kelly like egging him off. <laughs> yeah. That
2: was your Let's chance, it, man. That was your chance, <laughs> do it man. Toby. Do it, Toby.
0: I had it a a, once in I'd have hit him. Yeah <laughs>
2: And then Toby, Toby Toby doing this shit like my like fucking uh, just like like pretending he's gonna swing like practice swinging like I fucking. He's so used to
3: strangling people since he's a scrot and strangler. Exactly. um, And then my last one I'm putting on is Goodbye Toby from season four episode fourteen, solely because it has my favorite setup of a joke that runs for two episodes in which Dwight convinces Holly that Kevin is mentally retarded. Oh my god, (laughs) so fucking good. And and the entire two episodes. She's just like, and I'm sorry, mentally handicapped. So I don't want people to get offended, but like um, that—that's the word they use in the show. So, so yeah, which and but (laughs) and then you just see, she's like, oh, oh, do you, what do you, how are you? And he's like, do you want some M and M? She's like, no, I'm good. I keep them in this jar so nobody gets them. That's really (laughs) smart. And like you just you. You drive your own car. Yeah, that's my fucking <laughs> yeah.
2: favorite. You drive yeah. your own car. That's my favorite, dude. I do too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, you know what? Honestly, and he then he's just gonna screw
1: her. Like, there's, you know. Yeah.
0: There's, there's a moment. The, so when he stands up to actually sing goodbye, Toby, and he turns, he turns to uh, Craig Robinson, and he's like, uh, "Do you all know goodbye, stranger?" Super tramp, like that's just a song the band's know. And he's like, "Yep." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they know. just we all know. immediately yeah. start playing "Goodbye Stranger." Like, all right.
3: Uh, but but that episode just uh, I mean and, and that's the whole with Jim paying for the fireworks and Andy yeah. and thunder and all. But it's just that setup of that joke that runs for the la- that episode and episode fifteen.
0: I where, genuinely where, I I considered that one for the exact same reason. <laughs> I was like, God, I should put Goodbye Toby on here because it sets up a payoff in the next season. <laughs> like,
3: wait, did you think I was I was retarded? <laughs> so fucking good you don't talk to him like that he's (laughs) mentally
0: handicapped
2: (laughs) so
3: good yeah those are my honorable mentions the other ones were already named
2: alright so uh, my honorable mentions I have uh, any of these could have made my list easily I have uh, season 3 episode 18 the negotiation where uh, Michael goes in in a woman's suit I am refusing
3: to talk first yeah
2: yeah (laughs) He has, he, first of all, he's wearing a woman's suit, and he's like, No, I got it in, yeah. a, in a bargain bin because <laughs> they have the serious. buns on the wrong this side. <laughs>
3: And it's like slide it over to me on a paper Why that's how they do it in the movie nah. <laughs> Yo me. look
0: As as a, as a punk kid that does a lot Of thrift store shopping The very first time I saw that episode I immediately noticed it like oh man his buttons are on the wrong side <laughs> and, my, and my ex-wife was like How did you notice that I was like half the hoodies I own have the zippers on the wrong side Because I shop in the women's section at the thrift <laughs> store
2: <laughs> That's hilarious <laughs> Yeah, dude, and then and then um the fact that uh the fact that Craig Robertson is teaching him uh quote unquote black sayings that are not oh fucking real god. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh dude. my god. It's so fucking good. Zip,
0: zippity zoppity give me the sloppity <laughs>
2: <laughs> And then I love the fact that he looks at the camera and he's like I know I shouldn't, but I just can't help myself. <laughs> he's like he's, trying, yeah. like, he's so fucking, he's, he's trying to help, he's like he's trying to help himself out by helping out Michael. So now is not the time to fucking teach him more black sayings, but he fucking does. He can't, he uh, can't I, stop. I can't, I can't help myself. Yeah, so but. fucking good, dude. Uh, so the negotiation, uh, gossip is one of my all-time favorites, six, uh, Eva, season six, episode one, um, where he finds out that uh, Stanley's having an affair and then goes through a whole oh. thing of, uh, of, um.
0: he's playing hangman with Kevin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so oh man,
1: that's great.
2: Episode. it's so good and he's like oh let's he put something in in the hangman's hands like oh right let's have him holding like he just needs <laughs> to like, add more shit <laughs> 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 uh, so good and um and uh yeah he gets mad at them for not telling them sooner like who, who have you t- you know how long have you known that you were pregnant you know it's like yeah, yeah you know and she goes i'm sorry uh we should have told you you are you are an equal part in this in this uh in, in this whole endeavor or whatever it's so fucking good <laughs> um then we have uh, uh casino night and uh farewell michael uh those are to round up my honorable mentions so cool
0: there they're is. Rocky
2: Mountain oysters—they're full <laughs> testicles uh, Yeah, farewell, Mike. Farewell Michael. Is what, it's such. I don't know if anybody has it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. But it's so far. I love that episode. On so many levels, when he starts freaking out about whether or not it's the wrong thing to do, and he says, uh, "My my improv class credits—I don't know—they're going to transfer." Uh, I just in in the middle of a, of a touching, heartwarming thing for him to drop that line is so fucking good, you know.
0: But then it so so beautifully recovers when, as soon as he hears Holly's voice, yes, everything's fine.
2: yes, and he clicks right. and it like makes that. it like he's all right, like this yeah. is the right decision. Like, as
0: soon as, as soon as he hears Holly's voice and she cracks a joke, like everything's right in Michael's world again. And he remembers like that, this is the right thing. Like that, that's the best moment in that episode. He's absolutely freaking out. And all it takes is hearing her voice. And he's, he's back on track and he knows.
2: And then right. the letter, the letter of recommendation that he gives to Dwight, and Dwight's really upset. Oh, fucking it. He's like light I'm, quality I'm, in my, oh, so fucking good. I'm man. not,
0: I'm not, I'm not a crier. I'm not, I'm not trying to be manly. I, I'm just, I'm just not a crier. But damn it, when Dwight goes, when Dwight reads that letter, like every time, there like, hey, it is, right
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm a crier. I fucking cry every time. I'm a crier. Um, so yeah, those are my honorable mentions. All right. Round one.
1: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back.
2: Do it! Do it! Come on! Come on! All right, Dave. What do we got for number one, brother?
0: Uh well, I've I've tabled it twice now. It's uh, stress relief. Oh, all right, which was know. also an honorable mention for me. So I crossed it out. So I would. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I I had this as an honorable mention, and uh, watching watching the two episodes uh, today, after I had seen. Uh, dinner party. Like, holy fuck! Why have I always remembered dinner party as like the perfect office episode? When clearly for me, this is the
3: perfect office episode.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I I did not remember that all the various scenarios that happen throughout, uh,
3: primarily the first part of the episode, which I think is 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 better than the second half. Um. You mean the greatest cold opening in the entire show? Sorry,
0: Oh, my God. Yes, the best cold opening that the show has. You also have the roast of Michael, which is fucking amazing.
3: Wait, wait, hold on. How do you guys not think that
2: you guys don't think that we're going to do an? If we're going to do an episode on cold openings, we shouldn't be talking about this. Okay.
3: well, we're not going (laughs) to do that anytime soon.
2: Right. Well, Asian Jim, go ahead. Continue But
3: that. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good. That is pretty good. So, that's pretty uh, good but a cat ge- a cat getting launched through a and then falling down completely on the other side oscar, while oscar's on top of there
2: i love the fact that oscar goes oscar goes uh they go uh take the cat and he's like i can't it weighs too like he can't like he's already fucking sitting there and he won't do it for weight capacity to take it. It. Like, it. He goes, i weigh
3: too
0: much yeah no he, he tells angela she weighs too much she goes i weigh 85 <laughs> and then he
3: just goes, no and he, and he keeps moving and then she just throws the cat through the hole bandit just see it fall fall like two two tiles down <laughs> like right down like i fucking pissed myself laughing that's a time. great oh, it's it,
2: a phenomenal the one
0: through. there was there was like a crew member up there that was supposed to catch the cat and then oh, really? it was <laughs> a cat actually fell through on the other side it's a giant fucking cat it's super overweight so it just fell right through the the ceiling on the other
2: side. First of all, the fact that first of all, the fact that we learn that she has a cat in her fucking drawer in the (laughs) office is already. I mean, that's so fucking hilarious right there. In itself, that's hilarious. That's fucking fantastic. And then,
3: like after they have the meeting, like 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 uh, Dwight's like, "Don't worry, I have a really great bomb threat scenario that's coming up."
2: (laughs) (laughs) The meeting, the meeting, the meeting in corporate is so fucking good.
3: Oh yeah. And it's like that they have two of them. Yeah, they have yeah, two, two of them. You see the same shot of the same yeah. meeting. But, but this, is, this has the famous CPR
2: dummy. Yeah, that that's, that's the scene that makes it.
3: That's another thing. You, have, you have the fire, the,
0: the, the CPR, and you have the, um, uh, the roast all in the same episode. Yeah. Like in, in the part one. Of this episode.
2: But I I like um, I like the the, the CPR dummy to me is by by and large the best yeah. gag of the entire series. It's so fucking it's good. It's, it's, Everything it's good from uh guy. staying alive and they start tapping when and they start it, dancing.
3: dancing. And, dancing. <laughs> and then like Creed I, there's a line from Creed in there that I just love that she's like talking and then he just out of nowhere just goes that's where I know you you were in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> and then he yeah, fucking like turns, so turns around he turns around and has that fucking has the the silence on the Lamb's mask. It's the fucking face thing. It's so you know fantastic. There's
3: no wallet. I already checked. Yeah. <laughs> like, <they're laughs> freed, like, a, they don't have a wallet.
2: I already checked. And then when he has that meeting with David Wallace, he's like why the ripping of the face? And then he was like I didn't think it was uh, believable in the movie. Turns out it was. <laughs> like it was just yeah, so it funny. Was. <laughs> and then he has that. And then the conversation with uh, Michael is trying to is trying to defend Dwight while also being corporate. And he was like, uh, he was like, "This is very serious." He goes, "Yeah, Dwight is very serious, but we're gonna go ahead and let it slide." He goes, "No, we're not." And He's like, "Well, I'm not a mind reader, David." <laughs> he's not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and because and cause at first walking. he
1: goes, "We're not mad. We're just that's
0: disappointed."
3: He goes, saying. "No, we're mad."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, what I'm say. <laughs> that's no, we're mad. He's like, well, I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> I think that we should remove
0: Dwight. As uh, as the specialist for this, and then take a portion of his
3: salary and donate it to a charity of your choosing—one which he hates. and then he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the another scene that you didn't mention that kind of goes in line with what you were talking about with Meredith in the in the tiny top was when they're doing the meditation, the group oh, meditation, okay. and like Meredith sits down in front of Michael, and he's like, "Sit down, sit down. Close your knees. Nobody no wants, wants to see to that." See that. <laughs> And you see her just like get up and like put her dress down.
0: Oh um, my! I love, I love, I love during the roast when when Oscar just goes off. In right, Spanish. so uh, right, like so. My 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 six years of middle and high school Spanish that I haven't used for years. Right, like I'll watch that episode of a loop, and I'm like sitting there taking notes. I'm like, yeah, okay, huh? That was a dirty word. I know that one.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: okay. I'm sure this is really funny. I'm going to get there, guys. Hang on, hang on. Uh, <laughs> and then repeat. It's
3: like he's, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and I love like Toby's going to get up, and he's like, no! That's Toby! Oh, no!
2: <laughs> and Toby was so I mean, looking I mean, forward to it. He was so looking forward to being able to oh, do that. he was,
3: like, ready to fucking go. But so. it, what I love about that episode, besides all the funny, is that the fact that there were, it was a catharsis for everybody. Yeah. Like, they got to just let out everything that they've been bottling in Michael didn't understand what the concept of the roast was apparently at first, but then he has that self-reflection and then comes back and does his own version of the roast.
2: Ah, you know, self-reflection which he, which he, without somebody pointing it out to him. Hmm, that's weird. There was
3: self-reflection there. Yeah,
2: It's yeah, we, weird. Okay,
3: and, and like when he's throwing the <laughs> loaves of bread. And he's like, I guess the pigeons flew south for the winter. Uh,
1: no,
3: uh, they flew west for the winter. Are they, flew winter? Oh. they flew
0: west for the winter. Yeah. So fucking. I old. like to imagine a guy on an asteroid, and he's looking down at other everybody's problems, not just mine, but he sees me and he knows how <laughs> sad I am. Powerful telescope. <laughs>
2: he's so good. This is the highest rated episode on IMDb, and it is the most watched episode of The Office on on Netflix. So oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. As as per watch dot com. That's uh, that's what I learned from Watch Mojo, is that this is uh, Wait, both the most popular episode. episode. Yeah, it's fantastic.
3: Yeah,
2: it was my number two. It's, it's it was awesome. my number four. So it's fantastic. It's uh it's great. Honorable uh,
3: mention, so uh all right,
2: uh all right. De Bono, what do we got for number one, dude?
0: So my number one is uh there the the sentiment that's tied to this one while it might not necessarily be the best episode, it is my favorite. And I know that's counter to kind of some of the things I've done, but it, it never fails to make me laugh. I feel like this was the very first episode where we got a gat where we got everybody together. It was one of the first redeeming Michael episodes, season two, episode one, the Dundee. Yes. Okay. It,
3: yes. It, it, yeah. It's a great episode.
0: It was, it was, it was the first time when everybody in the cast seemed, seemed to seem to be Understand how they were going to make this character their own
2: well we have part. we have a we all have a mutual friend Missy who constantly is talking about she loves the this, this show too and she's constantly saying how season one uh they shouldn't have done season one and she says that if the show would have began with the Dundies, and just it, it would have been that's to her would have been I, I, like I that don't agree with that but that's my point is to say the Dundies is such yeah. a great episode for that reason because everybody comes together what you' were saying piggybacking now and,
0: and when, like I said whenever I tell people to watch it I'm like look start with basketball you get two seasons in episode one then you get two the dundies and you'll get it it's it it, everybody hits their stride everybody kind of has figured out their characters but it's also the first episode where we get the office rallying behind michael it's the first time where he's not just the dipshit boss that they put up with like when those high school or college kids or whatever they are start throwing shit at him and they they rally him to come back and, and finish the dundies it's it's the first time where they actually come together as a family. Everybody involved is there and they're ready to do it. It's it's really Michael's. It's the first time we get introduced to Michael song parodies. Um, Hold me closer, Tiny Dundee. Like I mean, just the, the opp thing OPP. that he does. Yeah, like it's just uh, he, he he's a lot of fun. Dwight with the sound effects on the keyboard. Drunk Pam.
3: I was gonna say drunk. Standing up to Roy. Yeah, yeah. Drunk Pam
0: standing up to Roy to to stay and hang out. Uh, hey, there's there's a lot of really great seeds that get planted in this episode that become much bigger things later. I just I really feel like this is the first time that you start to view this group that works together as a family, and you start to understand. That we're all in this together, me, the audience, them, all working together. Everybody's lives, like, where we're, this is all of us. This is what we're going to do. It's just, it, and it's like I said, there's there's so many little things in this episode that eventually play out, that eventually are bigger things. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's really funny. Like I said, just drunk Pam. Which, by the way, it, there's there's a great, not actually part of the show moment that has that, that's. Re- tangentially related to this episode, which is um, Jenna Fisher on her Instagram, like one time posted a picture of a Chili's and was like, I don't know if I can get in yet. And then the actual official Chili's like account replied to her and told her that her lifetime ban had been lifted. That's amazing. And and that she was welcome into it. So it's just, it's a funny episode. It's heartwarming. I feel like it's the first time that we really start to understand that this Jim Pam thing is, Maybe in basketball a little bit, but you you start to really understand that you've got this mutual attraction between Jim and Pam and start to see that it's not just one-sided, just Jim lusting after um, an engaged woman. Everybody's very funny. And like I said, for them all to come together and rally Michael into finishing the Dundies, um, talking, talking Michael out of Pam, getting the longest engagement,
3: that's all. I was, was going to bring. And, up. and
0: she gets she gets white as sneakers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it's just there's 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 just
0: there's a lot of great things. Plus, it's just you know the, the Dundies is Michael's is one of Michael's first great episodes, and it's one of Michael's great last episodes. Right? Like it's the Dundies are great bookends to what Michael Scott was to this show. And this episode, yeah, I agree with your friend Missy. Like. If you can get people on at this episode, I'll usually step them back one or two to basketball. But this is the episode that's going to get people on board. This episode is what's going to make people want to keep watching because they're going to want to see all these things play out.
3: And the amazing Pam line, I feel God in this chilies tonight. I feel God in this Chili's <laughs> tonight. <laughs>
0: You know, it was an uh, amazing episode. You drink maximum, but apparently this lady was sneaking drinks <laughs> off of other people. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you wait until the ice melts, you can drink it again, and it's called Second Drink. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. So funny. Uh, this is, they have uh, Stanley's wife is a different actress in this, in this one, right? Then, yeah. then she later on becomes, I mean, whatever.
0: Well, yeah. no, actually, so upon multiple rewatches, After this episode, we only ever see Stanley's mistress, who I believe is played by the chick from Community. Uh, but you never actually see Stanley. No, the wife chick, the again. chick from Community. Because in no, Niagara, he takes his mistress,
2: which the, is the chick from Community. No, right? the chick from Community plays uh, the Staples employee that that works at the Staples when right, Dwight that's gets. Right, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah.
0: But like, but th- this, I I don't know that it's a different actress because the only other time you see Stanley with a girl is Niagara, and that's his mistress because Phyllis makes the comment Stanley's wife loves this hat. <laughs> <laughs> so you're supposed. So that's the mistress that he took to the Niagara wedding. So I, I don't know that there was ever a different actress who played Stanley's wife, or if we just never saw her again.
2: That's uh, good bit of trivia for those people who run the trivia. Um, oh yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Jeff, what do you got for your number one, brother?
3: So my number one is a, as an episode, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, that anytime somebody asks me what's your favorite Office episode, I my brain automatically defaults to this. And it's season three, episode one, gay witch hunt,
0: gay witch hunt, yeah. gay
3: yeah. witch hunt is such a fucking fantastic episode. And again, total inappropriate. Michael Scott season three, episode one, you get, it's the first episode after the Pam and Jim kiss
2: casino. night. Where
3: It's casino night. It's the first, it's the first episode where Jim's in the new office. You meet Andy Bernard for the first time. You meet uh. Karen for the first time. Um, you know, you, you see Andy Bernard lose his mind with the fucking jello, the calculator <laughs> and the jello. Um, the 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 entire episode of just just Michael and the thing you just he he doesn't ever there's not a point where he doesn't I'm trying to figure out the right way to say where he, his foot is not in his mouth.
1: Yes, yeah.
3: Because from the p- beginning, it's like you know he, he that he's like oh, 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 you know when he, and I do not support the term but he says it in the show. But he's like, I call, I, I used to call my friends Faggy and her in college just because it was, like, something lame. No, dude,
2: the whole, I, the whole argument, the whole conversation that he has with Toby where he goes, yeah, you can't say Faggy. And he goes, but why? It just means lame or whatever. And he goes, yeah, but why don't right. you? Yeah. He goes, I think Oscar prefers you. You just use lame or he goes, but that's what Faggy means. He's like, what? Well, that's right.
0: what Faggy <laughs> means. Like, that's, he tells the, Oscar. that's the line that gets me. That's what Faggy
2: means. <laughs> like, so, and then,
3: do you guys oh. remember? Do you guys remember? Why he called him that? The reason why he called him that? No. Which is another reason why I love the episode. He called him that because he said he liked Shakespeare and love more than Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he goes, "No, I like Shakespeare and love more than Die Hard."
2: And so I love, I love the fact that, that Toby was like, you, "But you can't, you know, you can't do that because he's because Oscar's actually gay." And then that flips a switch in Michael, and he goes, "That's not funny, dude. That's not like that's yeah, over. That's, that's, that, that's, that's over like, the line."
1: He's yeah,
0: like, yeah, okay. know, yeah, like it was—it was the fact that Toby says Oscar's actually gay is when Michael
3: feels like the line is crossed. Yeah, he's like, like hey, that's "Hey, that's so good.
2: That's that's over the line, dude. Relax, like." Hey.
3: And he just—and when he goes to apologize to Oscar, that he's like, "Maybe you can—we can go out for like dinner or drinks, and you can tell me how you can do that to another man." <laughs> 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 I rewatched that episode today because I love it so much. Can I just and,
2: tell you? There's so and, many. There's so many times throughout the. Show, show where they talk about when Kevin talks about prison and he was like you'd like prison Oscar you'd lo-
3: oh you don't
0: know about prison you'd love it
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
3: and, then, and then you've got like and then you've got like he. they tell him don't say anything so of course the first thing Michael does is tell Dwight you know and then like there's that one shot of them in the office and, and he's like who else do you think is gay and he goes well maybe Angela she's kind of a pipe and he goes, no, the De- De- white's like definitely not. And he goes, what? You can't picture her with another woman. And you see De- the white just <laughs> smile and look at the camera with a smirk.
0: <laughs> and that that exact same scene is they call Jim to find out where to buy Gadar. And he's, okay like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. Uh, let me check sharper image. Oh, yeah. they're sold out. Maybe it was Brookstone. <laughs> and he's like pretending yeah, and like let fuck- let me check Brookstone's yeah. website. <laughs> like, and, and, and then <laughs> at the very end. Jim sends Dwight the actual Gator, and when he hits his crotch, it's a metal stick. He puts it on, on Oscar. Oscar. Yes, he puts it on Oscar first. He goes, "Oh, good, it works." And then he puts it on it when it hits his crotch and it goes off and he's just like shot.
2: Here's what I love about that scene is when they pan over when they when the camera pans over to Pam and Pam has that smirk, like, man, I fucking miss him. Like that's like that. Yeah. I was like, it all yeah. it's all full circle, man. It's all it really great. it's fucking now, great. Now
3: one of the best parts of this episode is when Kevin finds out right at the beginning and he's just giggling incessantly <laughs> for like for like they they just show him giggling like uncontrollably. Then they show Angela and she's just like, she's like, I knew it all along or whatever. And she makes that Will and Grace comment. She's like, it's a little too loud for me. But I do love it when Harry Connick Jr. is on. And then like it goes back to Kevin and he's giggling again, still like turning red, just giggling incessantly. And then, I mean, the, hi- the big highlight of the episode, uh, him telling Oscar, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And he, and he kisses him, which that was completely improvised. That scene was completely improvised They were not supposed to kiss, nothing And he went in for the kiss And he's like, I did it, I did it And then Dwight gets up to give him a kiss too, And he's like, no, 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 Dwight, get down, get down But the the episode also gives us that, That line, we're all homos Homo sapiens like, Yes, you know. Like, I
2: love. I love, I, says, I love when he says. I love when uh, when when uh, Oscar talks about. He goes. I I got a three month uh, paid uh, paid vacation yeah. and a car. I all I had to do was sign something that I wasn't gonna wasn't gonna sue the company. And then he looks into the camera yeah. and he goes, "Kids, sometimes it pays to be gay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there
0: have, there have been so many great little Oscar throwaways like are in that same vein like. There's, uh, there's one where um, oh, when, they co- when they think the company's shutting down and he's in the confessional, he's like, I've been looking for a reason to leave Gil for a little bit. I might try girls for a little while. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, then there's the episode where he's filming the It Gets Better video at the very oh. beginning. And Robert California <laughs> jumps in.
2: It's so good. he he has a he has a great one. Uh, Oscar has, has a has a great one where he says, uh, "Oh fuck, I can't even talk about it. It's gonna be my in, in my number one." But I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, he, he has a, he has a bunch well, of. we we'll
3: Yeah, 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 well, yeah, And then what's cool is that going full circle, my number four pick of Benny Hanna Christmas. He actually comes in at the end with his husband while Angela's singing Little Drummer Boy and goes, "Not too soon," and then walks right back out. Like, <laughs> like, so, <laughs> but I I love this episode. I, I mean, it's it's, it's I cackle every time I watch this episode and it's just, it's the uncomfortable Michael, but it, it, it's just the cast around him, like just the reactions that people oh. have. And it's just, it and then like, like, um, what's her face? Um, Oh my God, I'm blanking out on her. Mindy Kaling. um, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly goes up there and she's like, Oh my God, I didn't know. Like, and, like, like, Oh good. I have a gay friend now, you know? <laughs> And then, and then, like Dwight went. I, I, one other thing, when when they're in the office, that it's like, well, you know, what about Oscar? And Dwight's like, no, no way. And and, and Michael's like, well, and he goes, that's impossible. He doesn't wear women's dresses. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that's that's so what good. Dwight's like <laughs> thought of what a gay person is. Like, um, but it, it, it's just, I, I mean, I, I completely love that episode. Like, I, I it's it's one that. The moment somebody says it, I go to that episode because I just remember laughing so hard during that episode.
2: And when I had that um, when, when the episode of the of the, the gossip and they, they, they spread a rumor, Michael spreads a rumor that Andy Bernard is gay and Andy starts having some doubts and he asks Oscar, like, am I gay? And he goes, I don't know. Are you? Like, he's like, and he's having this whole conversation. <laughs> and then
0: I... I I don't know. You might be a little bit gay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I know the fact that he looks into the camera. He goes, this can't possibly fall on me. This responsibility. How is this my responsibility? This can't possibly be all on me. I think it's fucking great, <laughs> man. Why?
0: Why? Why would why would Brad Pitt continue trying to kiss you if you were fighting? Him <laughs> <off>? <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so you good. Got, man. You
3: got Dwight. Oh, man. I've, I, what, my, it looks like Michael's gay. I guess I do have a gay friend. <laughs> That's so
2: funny, yeah. That's so But good.
3: yeah, man, it's it's it's. A, I think it's a fantastic episode. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, and the the gay porn search that Dwight does. Uh, <laughs> Dwight's the, looking at gay, gay pornography porn. on his <laughs> computer. Michael asked me to. Michael told me it's research. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's. Whoa, well, it's. You know what? It's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so fucking weird.
2: such a weirdo yeah, uh, that's,
3: that's my number one great episode man
2: you. great episode uh, my number one uh, and uh look I just I, I've said this before I love this episode it's uh by far in a way my favorite uh I I don't know about far and away but I think it's one of the greatest uh, finales of any sitcom of all time I think the finale uh, I fucking love that another another double episode but I love that episode I love the finale it's fanfare in the greatest way possible the fact that they have the wedding Dwight's wedding and then uh they have the uh, dvd the that whole panel both those episodes individually are great but the fact that they're all they're both the same one is it makes it so much easier to choose this episode for me um everything the fact that Michael came back and he came back and he didn't a he didn't take over the complete episode they just had him there for that one scene he had so very few lines he had that's what she said which is the fucking perfect right. Michael first line back into the show and then he talked about how it's like all your kids grew up and married each other it's <laughs> which I think is fucking great uh, um, but uh, the fact that um, that Jim is playing Gutenprang. Only, Gutenprang. Only, only, good, only good pranks uh, I think was just fucking everything and it, the way uh, Dwight actually became a good manager and the fact that he, uh, he he's the character that grew the most and had the, the best growth in that show and I fucking loved it and I love the fact that he goes uh, um he to he co-workers he go, oh, I don't have co-workers I have subordinates and he talked about his, um, his best friend being his uh, best man at the wedding which talks about uh, talking about Jim talking about uh, Oscar's uh, The accountant, my accountant is the godfather to my child, which again, that's a whole other thing about Oscar and Angela coming together after she was so fucking like so disrespectful when he came out of the closet about, you know, so homophobic. And so and then they to go, you know, seasons later to see how far oscar was the only one to help her out when she was in deep in deep shit you know uh that whole thing was fantastic and there's so many subplots erin finding out her parents uh finding out who who her real parents were uh that was beautiful that was lovely uh the whole thing is fucking great man so uh, the finale to me is one of the greatest finales of any sitcom of any uh, of all time like I, i just i i try to think back of other again sitcoms not TV shows in general, just sitcoms, because I know people are going to be like Breaking Bad and fucking. I'm like, all right, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody says Game of Thrones, uh, but uh, that's that to me is what I keep thinking about when I think about The Office. Is the, the finale? It's just fucking beautiful to me.
0: I, 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 I love this pick. I. I, 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 the only reason I didn't put it is like I felt, it, I, I'm not trying to downplay your pick. It's just like, I was like, oh, like that feels kind of cliche. But at the same time, it's not because so often shows don't have great finales. Right. And they really did do a, an amazing job with this one, with everything they did, with it being a year later and explaining why the DVD cast would even be there anymore because it already buried the fact that, you know, they were watching the show. So why would they still be filming and stuff like that? It really does give some great moments, but like that moment where they feel like nobody's come because the auditorium's empty. And then Andy walks out and the fucking lobby is just shoulder to shoulder. People are just right. And they're like, and that's, (laughs) and he's like, Oh my God. And then you find out that he actually has been successful and does work for Cornell and gave a great, you know, commencement speech and stuff like that. They did a really good job, uh, you know. Uh, oh my God, I suddenly cannot think of her name. Um, the chick from Doctor Who.
3: Oh, uh, Catherine Tate.
0: Yes, finally gets her baby, and um, and it's just it's they they do a really really good job with it. I, I'm not I'm not mad at that pick at all.
2: I love that line from right. Andy Bernard who he says, you know, they always say that these are the best years of your life. I wish somebody would tell you when the best years so you can like that fucking is such a great line. That dude.
0: was. That was the line that I didn't want to ruin in case somebody had the finale as one of their episodes when I was talking about the Robert California line back on my number four. That that is the line, right? I wish that there was a way to know when you were in the good times. But I like the, the the Robert California line is like a precursor to that. But yeah, the the the, the way that Andy said it absolutely sold.
2: It. It's fucking great. I mean, everything about this episode uh, at the the wedding, uh, the fact that they're sitting they're standing in graves, and she goes, which I get said, I get the which, symbolism of the graves, but why are they so shallow? Like it's so fucking. They, funny. But, and they, <laughs>
0: They set that up in like season two or three. Yes. Yes. Dwight made a comment that shrews get married in their own grave yep, yeah. and then brought it back around to that point. Like, Pwah.
2: Yeah. So great! I, I everything about this fucking episode to me, I thought was the perfect way. Uh, I cried multiple times throughout this episode, which is not saying much because I cried a lot. But uh, I just, you know. And then uh, they made it funny when they were like, "So what was in the note that you gave to Pam?" And he's like, "Well, we're just gonna go ahead and keep some things to secret." And he's like, "Great." So what did it say? Like they
1: <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a fuck.
2: So good, man! It's so fucking good. I love, I love the fact that, and that's another thing. That Jim takes responsibility for not handling that whole thing to Philadelphia, that move. Where, like he's like, I didn't handle it correctly. I wasn't up front. Like he, you know, he he uh, he he mends up about that, which I, again, something else I love about the dude. So it's fucking fantastic. So that's my pick, the finale. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: oh, so God, just just Jim Jim owning up to things, man. The 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 line at the the killer that will get me every fucking time. And I know it's not the finale, but you're just talking about Jim Manning up. That moment where he actually does and every all of that comes to a head and he plays that D V D for her that he makes and he actually gives her the card and she reads it and he looks at her and he says, Not enough for me. You're everything yeah, to me. I, like yeah. that oh yeah, Jesus. Like, that moment gets I I, I got yeah, I, you called it chicken skin the other day, which cracked me up. Like I always called it goosebumps, <laughs> but you
2: called it. Chicken oh, skin I ca- I time, always so. call it goosebumps, and to be honest with you, the reason I call it chicken skin dad time is because I was around you, and I was like, I, white people call it chicken skin, so I'm gonna go with white people. <laughs> like, <I> just <laughs> <laughs> so
3: see, to uh, me, to me the, the the gym moment, like really quick, that gym moment that got me was when when Pam finds out about her parents' divorce, and oh yeah, she so goes good, up yeah. to Jim, and she's and Jim's like was it something I said? And she's like, yeah. And you, so you're like, Oh shit. And then, you know, she's like, you told him that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm your world and that you couldn't, you you knew from the start that you couldn't love anybody else. And like it, all this stuff she's like,
0: The line is when, when,
3: uh, when you walk into the room and you see me, yeah, that's you, where it is. you know that, uh, that I'm the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And I guess my dad didn't have that with my mom.
2: Right yeah
3: right. and, and which and is like, beautiful okay? which like, is yeah. beautiful
2: and sad at the same fucking time yeah. like that i think yeah. that's a perfect balance of beautiful and sad because to know that about your parents that your parents don't feel that way about about each other is sad as shit but to know that your husband feels that way about you that's like a fucking great yeah. you know what i mean that's a uh, great silver lining i guess well, but,
0: When my kids grow up they'll know that's the truth yeah like that they're yeah. like yeah. For most kids for
3: most kids that mine
2: which yeah. is Yeah,
3: that they most most kids say that their parents are meant for each other. Well, my kids can can say that without with certainty or something. Yeah, Yeah,
2: it's fucking fun. And another another thing I like about the finale, and this is set up a few times before, especially in the last season. uh, What I love about the finale is that they explain why the camera crew was there. Like the whole time, Parks and Rec, another Mockumentary, they never explain The fucking camera crew, they never talk right. about What what the fuck show they're making, what documentary yeah. They're making, they don't talk, they don't bring it up It's just, we accept it, and that's fine But I love the fact that the office Brought, you know what I mean? They, and Michael's yeah, first J-
0: D- Dwight's talking to him, he's like, why are you even here? Like, the show's aired, like, what could you Possibly be doing? Yeah
2: yeah, it's fucking great. The fact that Mike was farewell, he 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 gives out the the, the battery pack, the microphone. He get. I mean, I just think it all it all came together, man. Um, so number ones, we had stress relief, the Dundies. Um. Which one was that one? Uh, gay witch hunt and finale, and the the finale. Uh, so for our mountain, we have three. We have three repeats. We have stress relief, the convict, and Niagara Falls. So really, we're just looking for one. So I don't know what you guys want to pick, but well, we got um, the ones we got left are pool party, drug testing, Benny of Christmas, um, uh, the company picnic, uh, threat level midnight uh, dinner party, and the dundies those in the finale those are the only choices that we have left so i don't know what you guys want to pick because we had we had three repeats
0: all right i'll i'll start off then i'll plead my case for the dundies I, i think that this one deserves to be in the final mountain because not only is this the episode where everybody hits their stride and it starts to take on its own identity separate from what the uk show was But this is also a great start point. You could, like you said, your friend always says, you could tell somebody to start at this show, at this episode, they would learn enough from this point on that they wouldn't be in the dark for the rest of the show. So it's, it's very funny. It's very redeeming. There's a lot going on in this one. And you could absolutely start your journey into the office with the Dundies and you could go through and not know you ever missed anything. So for that aspect, I, I think it deserves a spot.
3: Well, you beat me to it. I was going to say I think the Dundees, even though that wasn't my pick, I think the yeah, Dundees I- should probably be on there.
2: David, you were saying something?
3: Yeah, I'm good with that.
2: Oh, okay. Well, clearly. <laughs> it, no, it's like the microphone the microphone was, is cutting in and out. So right when you spoke, the microphone cut off. So I was like, I don't know what you said. So that's a, that's all. Um, well, it clearly doesn't matter what my opinion is because I'm outvoted three to one. So it clear, clearly doesn't matter. Uh, so, I mean,
3: what's your opinion?
2: Talk to us. Uh, well, it. I, I, but here's the thing: you can't go wrong with any of the episodes. I, 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 honestly, even an episode that I don't like—I don't like a dinner party—to put that on the final mountain would not be a bad episode because I know it's—I know it's loved. I know it's—you know what I mean. Everybody, I know a lot of people love that episode. I don't personally like it, but it's not a—not because it's a bad episode. Again, just to go back to—I don't like this episode because it accomplishes what it sets out to do which is to make you feel super uncomfortable i just don't like personally i don't like feeling uncomfortable but that was the whole fucking thing it's like saying that i don't like a horror movie because it scared me yeah fucker that's the whole fucking point that's what they wanted to do um so none of these well, are
0: I think nobody's trying to make an argument for yeah nope nobody's
2: yeah. <laughs> no, my point is that <laughs> he's no, like yelling like <laughs> but my, i'm like my point is, there's but no bad, know, there's no know. bad choice. There's no bad choice, and to say that I wanted the finale because it's my pick, it's got it would be obvious and selfish. Uh, I think that's fin- because just on the, on the sheer fact that you know, it's it's a finale, and so many like we all talked about, so many finales f- uh, fucking fall on their uh, on their asses and, and aren't great, and this finale was phenomenal. But again, the Dundees is right. You can start the you can start the, the show at the Dundees and it it encompasses everything that this ep- that this show is, and I, you know, you're not wrong. By
0: George Washington's on the real mount. Right?
2: Rushmore. Yeah. Um so the uh well the George Washington of this one would actually be the fucking the jello the jello episode. So it's not really the Uh, the
1: uh,
3: first one that matters.
2: Yeah, this is more like the Abraham Lincoln. Uh so the um
3: (laughs) which remember if you're racist I'll send the North. I'll attack you, attack with, you
2: with the was <laughs> well, So fucking good. Uh, the Dundies is great, man. I I uh, I think it's fantastic. So the final mountain is stress relief, the Convict, Niagara Falls, and the Dundies. So all in all, man, you right, can't go a wrong a with four. that fucking mountain, dude. Uh, I, I I really don't think there's a bad There's a bad episode to this show Like I, I legitimately believe that There's episodes that I don't like Again because it makes me feel uncomfortable But I don't think there's a bad episode to this show I don't think there's like e- Every I'm, episode I'm has total- something redeemable
0: No I'm, I'm totally with you Like the only reason I ever skip episodes Is um, if we're watching when the kids are awake and We've got to skip one that's just Going to lead to an uncomfortable family situation Oh then- right Like, I don't wanna explain to you why these two guys are fighting over Angela. It doesn't matter that one's marrying her and one's just banging her. You don't need to know about that.
2: Also, why Angela? (laughs) I don't wanna I don't wanna have to describe that. Everyone (laughs) That's fantastic, uh, but yeah, man, that's a great uh, that's a great mountain, man. So thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check out uh, the other podcasts that we are on. Uh, Daniel Debona is on What You Got, which is a, a great YouTube uh, podcast. It can be found at uh, geekbro.net. Uh, Jeff is on The Layer, uh, so make sure you guys check out The Layer on that. The Layer podcast again, another Geek Bro podcast. It's found at geekbro.net. Uh, and uh, check out uh, the other podcasts that we're all on. Well, either What's Up, Bro, or Better Let Me Tell You. But make sure you guys uh, check that out. Check out DeepWorld.net. Uh, and uh, that's how uh, lists are made.